Hey. Hi. <laughs> That's Hi. it. Hey. We're starting. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, we're so excited. I love doing this podcast. It's been a little bit since it our has. last time. We had a miniature hiatus after our previous episode covering Peter Pan because of some scheduling conflicts. And Easter. Um, and Easter. Woo-hoo. As always, the holidays are uh, quite interesting for our scheduling purposes. Yeah. Um, so, welcome back to Distracted, Quartet of Chaos. We are your number one Disney Podcast, and if we're not your number one Disney podcast, just pretend for us because it makes us feel good. So. Just lie, please. Just lie. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we are very excited to be back. This is our fifteenth episode, oh, and if you cool. are joining us for the first time, what we do is we're covering all of the Walt Disney Animation Studios feature films that were theatrically released in order of theatrical release dates. So we're on the fifteenth movie, which is Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Which is just such a lovely classic. And as I mentioned a couple episodes ago when we talked about Cinderella, um, we were waiting to get through the package films, but I knew from the beginning of the conception of this podcast, when I first came up with the idea, I wanted to have a consistent schedule of having guests on talking with us and giving us their stories. And I ended up coming to a decision that I wanted to semi-regularly have the other three siblings also host some episodes, as y'all heard in the last episode with Andrew hosting for Peter Pan. You're welcome. Just because I want to make sure that our podcast stays fresh. I want it to stay fun and new, and I don't want to get burnt out uh, because hosting, Andrew can now attest to it, it takes a lot. <laughs> it does. I didn't realize uh, how I don't much want it to until I did it. <laughs> I don't want to get burnt out myself. And I don't want anybody else to get bored with listening. So we try to keep it fresh. So in the spirit of freshness, we, for this episode, I'm hosting again. I'm back on the throne. But we have a guest with us. And that is our wonderful friend of the podcast, our honorary Wilson, and our Disney Parks Encyclopedia, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast, Amanda. I'm finally on here. (laughs) Vocally. You made it to the big time. You're in the big leagues now. We are now, so Kate. excited to have you on here, Amanda. It is going to be such a fun party of a night. And this is how I spend my Friday nights. Before I jump into introductions and such, I just want to ask you a quick question, Amanda. Okay. Will you tell our listeners what your favorite Walt Disney Animation Studios movie is? Um, I think she's yes. made it clear it's Three Caballeros. <laughs> 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 and the roasting has started. Okay. It's fine. I'm coming for all of you. Um, I already know your favorite's Robin Hood, so it is. I'm coming yes. for you. <laughs> she um, is a fan. My favorite, and I fully expect to be brought back on the podcast for it, is uh, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> that You're already correct. on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no need for threats. I've already scheduled her. It's fine. We're good. Sweet. No one's losing their life today. Well, awesome. Yeah. Plot yeah, twist. Awesome. She's not scheduled for Little Mermaid. <laughs> I wanted to prove that just because you're on an episode doesn't mean that it's your favorite Disney movie. It just yes. happened to be like that with our first guest, Mom. Right. Yes. Yep. Whatever. So, this is Lady and the Tramp. You guys, I'm so excited. Yeah. I love talking about Disney, and I love you guys, so this is just fun. So, we'll start with introducing ourselves. Um, so, as always, typecasting is... 
my favorite part. Let's start. Let's start with Andrew this time. I'm Andrew. actually very I I started curious. With Andrew in a while. Andrew, I don't have a whole lot of reasoning other than long-winded backstories, but Andrew's trusty. <laughs> the lovely bloodhound. Andrew is our trustee today. All reliable. Um, next, we can jump to Adam, his partner in crime, Jock. Yeah. Yeah. The feisty okay. Scotty. I wasn't sure. Oh, I wasn't sure who you were gonna typecast me as. Huh. If it was Andrew, I would be. Uh, I, I would be uh, uh, Tramp, because he, the way <laughs> Tramp is is how I play my bards in D and D. It is. It is very uh, okay. much like you play a bard in D and D. Personality-wise, I can see that for sure. I'm glad you clarified why he would have cast you as tramp because I was mm. like not following. But and that's sense. fair, yeah. Um, no, because Adam's a tramp. Duh. Okay, hold uh, on. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting the the roasting from Amanda. I don't need this coming at all sides. <laughs> Look, oh, man, I'm, I'm here to go against happening. everybody. I'm scared. You Amanda's on. The stakes are raised. Nobody's safe. Yeah, you know exactly. it works because you all better have your facts exactly right. <laughs> I will be her name also nothing, starts with A. Nothing so I say will not be opinionated tonight. I am not getting checked like that. <laughs> oh, that's true. I do fit in because my name starts with A. <gasps> I just, She's just another one of us. Ha! Huh, bing. <laughs> just another one of us. All the more reason. Um, I'm going to go ahead and typecast myself. I am your hopefully humble host. I'm Aaron. Um, oh, if you've never listened to us before, the four of us that aren't Amanda, who's our guest speaker, <laughs> the four of us are siblings, so we uh, are all related and we grew up on Disney. Um, that's kind of important to understand our vibe, I suppose. Um, I am Jim Deere. Um, huh. I didn't have a good reason. I just felt like I kind of fit as Jim Deere. He got, he was like, when the baby was born, he was so excited that he couldn't contain his excitement, which is me over the tiniest things, not a baby being born. He was but, you freaking know. out a lot over Constantly stuff. worried about something. I, 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 can, I can see that. Yeah. Being, uh, being a little apprehensive to go out in the snow at three in the morning to get watermelon and chop suey, but does it anyways because he cares for his wife. So In a I mean, snowstorm, too. In a snowstorm. So I, I would do that for Madeline. I mean, I would hope she wouldn't crave chop suey, but... I would get something for her. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I just feel like I kind of fit as a gym deer. And then last of the four of us is Abby, and she was my favorite to typecast because I immediately knew Abby is Tony because she would absolutely give the world for a dog. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. He's a talking to me. Abby would see a dog and absolutely give them a full spaghetti. Abby dinner. is the oh, dog's ultimate What are you talking about? He don't even know the He's got a lady friend. This is the spaghetti. Aaron, I completely casted everybody different <laughs> than what you have. I want to hear your. I want to hear, hear it, but first let me typecast you, Amanda. Okay, I'm ready. You, because you are our special guest, you get to be our title character. You are lady today. Uh, okay, okay, I can, I can accept that. Yeah, I <laughs> yes. can accept. Now that. let's. I want to hear your rankings or uh, oh, castings. Okay, so let me start with you, Aaron. Okay. I typecasted you as Jacques. That's what I was um, going to do, too. Yeah, because he's just very, like, you know, by the book and, like, these are the rules okay. and, like, you're not following the rules and I'm calling you out on it, you know, that kind of thing. Now, oh, yeah. Abby, okay, I, I typecasted you, even though you hate on the three caballeros, I typecasted you as trusty because I'm like, 
she's like oh reliable you know <laughs> so, also doesn't just, quite uh, isn't quite always paying attention it. like have i mentioned yeah. uh old reliable before? Oh, yes reliable. yeah exactly oh. oh what a missed opportunity on my yeah. part so i typecasted her as trusty oh my gosh now <laughs> so right adam you are two people. You are Tony and Joe because you have hey! <laughs> He's both of the Italians. Each other. Yeah, you are totally <laughs> Tony that. and Joe because they're always angry, always hyped. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Yeah. Um, and then um, Andrew, don't hate me because I love this character. But I casted you, and I don't know if he has a name, but I casted you as the beaver. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Because I just see him, like, rolling down this hill, like, (laughs) crashing into everything, and he goes, it works! (laughs) It turned out all right! Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that fits. I'll accept that. That is funny. It works well. (laughs) I think I prefer your typecastings over my own. Aaron, from now on, you must consult Amanda. <laughs> we have she to is have our a weekly. Checker, we so. have to have a weekly branch meeting before all the podcasts. Weekly are, staff are meeting. Hey, okay, would you like to be our manager? Um, our and then the vice manager, you are hired. Perfect. And then I typecasted myself as Peg, um, just because you know, oh! I, I have a degree in theater, so I'm kind of like the show dog, you know, but also... Um, that makes also, sense. Also, you know the facts behind the scenes. You're That's just right. like, oh yeah, That's right. this is what's going I know on. What's yeah. I know the word on the street. Like. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I love that. I yeah. love that a lot. Yeah. And that's the joys of typecasting. <laughs> we get to dive into our multifaceted personalities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so fun. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into fun facts and snazzy stats, you guys. I have so many facts. I'm so this excited. This is the first time I have seen someone this genuinely excited for this section. Amanda is just like Dr. Evil, like the, the, the evil scientist fingers. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this. Okay, so, Lady and the Tramp, here we go. It is the 15th movie. Um, It was released on June 22nd, 1955, so two years after Peter Pan. That is correct. Um, Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I won't do that after everyone. (laughs) She will. She will. Get a checklist and and rate him after. That is correct. That is incorrect. (laughs) Um... The movie is a total of 76 minutes. Um, it, the box, words, I don't know where my brain just went. Uh, the budget for the movie was $4 million, and the box office in its initial, uh, initial? Y'all. Yeah. Just, just intimidated by, by Amanda. Yeah, he's nervous because I'm weird. I'm nervous now she's He's trying to impress Amanda. Okay. The initial theatrical release brought into the box office six and a half million dollars and for an international lifetime gross Lady in the Tramp has brought in 187 million dollars so it is definitely a cult classic that is mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt um, Lady in the Tramp is based on a magazine memoir story called Happy Dan the cynical dog 
Um, and in a second, I have a lot more on the how the story came to be, so I will share that. But that is the initial beginning. Um, our directors are the same three directors that have done the past three movies, Clyde Geronimi, Wilfred Jackson, and Hamilton Luce. Um, they did Cinderella, Peter Pan, and Alice in Wonderland. So they're obviously killing it. Uh, producer is, of course, Walt Disney. He's still kicking and thriving. Music is by Oliver Wallace, who has, I think he's the only one that's done music for the past three as well. So obviously Walt found the crew that works well, that's been getting successful movies, bringing in a lot of money. He was milking that for all it's worth. Mm -hmm. um, and then let me go ahead and talk through the cast before I get into some real fun I'm facts. So, so, there was a character that I cannot remember which one now that I, I had to actively avoid looking up because I'm like, there is... It was uh, like, I'm like, you sound so familiar, but I can't look it up because I, I have to hear this part. <laughs> I have to hear this part from Aaron. I know who you're talking about and I know who it was. It's probably the beaver. No, I was thinking it was Aunt Sarah. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't think, um, no, no, Aunt Sarah I knew immediately. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. So, we'll start, it was probably Lady, actually, now that I think about it, because Lady is voiced by a Disney legend, and this was her Disney debut, uh, Barbara Luddy. She is best known as Lady and as Meriwether, Meriwether. in Sleeping mm -hmm. Beauty. Okay, um, okay, because I, I knew her voice sounded slightly familiar, I couldn't, I, I didn't place that one. Yeah. She also is one of the dogs in 101 Dalmatians. She's Rover. Mm. Uh, she is Kanga in all of the Winnie the Pooh. She's the Kanga. Original Winnie the Pooh stuff. She's Kanga. Oh my God. And she's also in Robin Hood as the. Oh, was it uh, the, the, the church mom sexton? She, the sexton church mouse lady and the that, yeah yeah okay she's yeah. both of them okay. in Robin Hood. I can hear that in the movie. Uh, I knew so she that was is Barbara Luddy. Robin Hood. I forgot that she was more okay. than one. <laughs> so we'll get to hear her a couple more times. Uh, throughout this era of Disney, which is exciting because I like her voice. <clears throat> and then we have Tramp was voiced by Larry Roberts, who is best known as Tramp. He was in maybe one other movie. Okay. But he was big in the uh, war scene. He did a lot of entertainment for troops in the Korean War. Uh, like we talked really? about in a previous movie, there was a female voice actor that did entertainment in World War II. He did entertainment for troops in Korean War. Okay, and this is, uh, Emma helped me out, this is the one that I was trying to figure out. Uh, because okay, yeah. I, specifically the way he spoke and his tone of voice sounds eerily similar to Flynn Rider from uh, Tangled. No, it's mm. not. Flynn, Flynn Rider is voiced by Zachary Levi. I know who Flynn Rider is voiced by, and based on timeline, I assumed it wasn't Zachary Levi. <laughs> but go and, again and listen to it and tell me it does not sound like him. I mean, and I from, what I, from what I read, though, the guy who played Tramp, um, Larry Roberts, this was his only film. Yeah. 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 So, I, yeah I, he didn't I didn't else. read his filmography, but from what I read, it sounded like this was, if not the only one, one of yeah, them. So. I think so, yeah. Um,. And then we have Jock, who was voiced by Bill Thompson, who we've talked about many times. He was the White Rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, and he was Cap uh, Captain. I always do that. He was Mister Smee. Captain Smee. Captain Smee. Now the captain Cap is gone. Cap he, he's he's clearly in charge. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> I would put him in charge. Uh, and then to follow Jock, we have Trusty, who was voiced by Bill Bo uh, Borum Bowrum. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, 
who is best known as Trusty. I think I read that he had done one or two other things. Um, I don't really remember. Uh, he barely even had... He didn't have a Wikipedia page. I had to find him on IMDb, so he didn't have ah. much. Unless Amanda has something on him. I don't. I just have stuff on the character, but not him. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then next we have Aunt Sarah, who Fairy was Godmother. voiced by Fairy none other than yep, Ver- Verna Felton herself. Quite, quite the legend. Um, and then we have Tony, was voiced by George Giroux, uh, Giroux, G-I-R-O-T. I don't know how to pronounce it. He was most well known as a Greek dialect comedian. He did a lot of uh, comedy with fake Greek accents. Interesting. Who knew? He looked a lot uh, like Stromboli from Pinocchio to me. <laughs> he kind of yeah. did now that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I think about it, I didn't see anywhere who voiced Joe. Do you have that, Amanda? Who voiced... Oh, Joe? No, I don't. Yeah, I, I just realized I don't have no, that anywhere. But I've got Maybe a fun fact guy. about Verna, Fel- or, yeah, Verna Felton and her son. Go for that? it. I, so, I did see it, but I didn't write it down. I don't know why I didn't yeah. write that down. So, um, Jim Deere is um, voiced by Lee Miller, and that is the son of Verna Felton, the one who plays Aunt yeah. Sarah. I don't know why uh, I didn't write that down, but I read that. That's mm-hmm. very fun. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which, Jim was also, the guy that voiced Jim also voiced the dog catcher. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know why. He was also, Lee Miller was in a lot of TV shows at that current time. So he mm-hmm. uh, made appearances in, like, the um, uh, I Love Lucy show. And I think I read he was in Andy Griffith's show, the Dick Van Dyke show. The, okay. what is her name? The Donna, another another show of the time. He was in a lot of shows in that in that time period. Um, I don't know if he was permanent characters or just guest appearances, but mm-hmm. he did a lot of television work. And then we have four different characters that were voiced by one lady. So you have Darling, the the wife, Cy and Am, both of the cats, and Peg. Those are their names? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Cy oh. and Am. They leaned into that, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Peg, the dog from the pound. All four of them were voiced by Peggy Lee, who was a famous jazz singer in that era. I can hear um, She yeah, like was Peg. in, she recorded like 1,100 musical masters. Like she was in, she was wow. so big. And she was the inspiration for Miss Piggy. Really? <laughs> really? Originally, Miss Piggy was going to be that. called Miss Piggy Lee, but then they just shortened it to Miss Piggy whenever wow. the Muppets got famous. That's awesome. Yeah, because oh, she yeah. wrote all the songs for Lady and the Tramp except one. Yeah. 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 She co wrote six mm-hmm. of the seven. Yep. Which one did she so, write? Uh, it's the musical number in the cell with the dogs. They don't have any words. I think it's just the the howling. Oh, like that quartet howling at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think cool. that's the one. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're right because yeah. she wrote La La Lou, Bella Note. Um, he's a tramp. He's a tramp. And then the, the song that the opening song. The opening yeah. song. That's um. Yeah, I don't know. yeah she, she, <laughs> but she co-wrote six of the seven, so. Yeah. Um, Y'all get it. So, yeah, Peggy Lee, big name. Cool. And then we have the Beaver, who I read somewhere his name was Mr. Busy, but I don't know if that's, like, factual, so. Yeah, I don't know. You know. But clearly uh, but the same he was voices. Voiced... Go ahead. 
He was voiced by Stan Freeberg. You're about to say the same voice as Gopher, right? Yeah. He's not. He was the inspiration for the voice of Gopher. You're kidding uh, me. I'm not kidding. He was the inspiration. But what's really cool about Stan Freeberg is George Lucas wanted him to be the voice of C-3PO. Really? Yes. George Lucas wanted him to be C-3PO, but after many people auditioned, Stan Freeberg recommended um, Anthony Anthony Daniels. Daniels. To George Lucas and said that because he's such he's a Anthony Daniels was a mime mime comedian, he recommended that that would be better for C-3PO. Wow. But George wanted him originally. Making my nerdy heart happy. <laughs> so very very weird appearance like, in Lady of the Tramp, Lady and the Tramp. But like okay, you know. <laughs> controversial opinion because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Don't hate me. You guys hate on the three caballeros. Um, <laughs> Way to get us all okay. in one I know, right? All in Amanda, one. I told you. You are Wars. comparing the three caballeros with Star Wars. No, I'm just saying <laughs> I love it. You hate on it, and you love all of Star Wars. I'm gonna hate on it just. Okay, slightly. that's okay. fair. Oh, uh, okay, that's. I would have okay. thought he would have been good as Jar Jar Binks. That I boy. could see that. You know, I could rather than see Tripio, I would have seen like Jar Jar Binks, you know, because he's that got that yeah, S, that. like, and that would be annoying because I assume Jar Jar is supposed to be whistling. like annoying. Considering right? a line yes. used to describe yeah. him is is um, just be- uh, the ability to speak does not make one intelligent. I mm-hmm. hate that I agree with you, and I could see that. Yeah, yeah, so. but also George Lucas was a very weird guy, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> Him looking for a weird voice is like, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we have Boris, which was the uh, very Russian dog in the pound. His name was, was Boris? Yeah, yes, Boris. So all the dogs in the pound that talk have names, yeah. apparently, that I did not know until I did research. But his name is Boris. Originally, Boris was going to be a bigger character and there was going yep. to be like a love triangle between Lady mm-hmm. Tramp and Boris but then really? in the final cut of the, ver- of the movie he obviously ended up <laughs> yes <laughs> alright uh, Boris wow. was voiced by Alan Reed who was in tons of TV and film at the time but is best known as the original voice actor for Fl- Fred Flintstone oh. Fred Flintstone? that's cool yeah. Okay. yeah wow yeah. And then we have Al, the alligator from the zoo <laughs> that tries to eat Lady, is voiced by none other than Thurl Ravenscroft. Hey! Monstro. We love Thurl. Tony the Tiger. Chernobog. Good old hey, wait, Thurl. No, no. I'm thinking of somebody else for Chernobog, aren't I? That was Wilford yeah, Jackson. Wilford Jackson. Thank you. I knew that. Get your facts correct. We're great. Um, and then speaking of Thurl Ravenscroft, his group, the Mellow Men, that we talked about it was in Alice in Wonderland. They sang Painting the Rose is Red. Yes. Um, they were the dog chorus. The dogs okay. that were okay. Um And if you haven't listened to our Alice in Wonderland episode, the Mellow Men was a barbershop quartet that Disney, as a company, used a good bit. They are the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World. Oh, that's right. And they, <laughs> they recorded uh, Yo Ho, Yo Ho, A Pirate's Life for me for the Pirates of the Caribbean ride as well. So I Disney we did talk about that. I forgot. Yeah, Disney utilized the Mellow Men a good bit, um, and yeah. Thurl Ravenscroft, our favorite deep-voiced man, was uh, one of the guys that created the group. So there's fun. And then our last credit is the voices of both Tuffy and Pedro, who were two of the dogs. Um, 
in the pound. Pedro was a little chihuahua, and then I don't know which one Tuffy was. I'm thinking Tuffy would have probably been like that bulldog that was there. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, But they were both voiced by Dallas McKinnon, who was a big voice actor that I would have never guessed. So he was Gumby. Gumby? Gumby? Gumby had a voice? The old... (laughs) Apparently so. Maybe it made like noises. I forgot Gumby existed. Mm -hmm. And then he was the vocal effects for so many minor characters and so many different things. He was the vocal effects for Max and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. So we have Max and we have the one singing the Grinch song in this movie. Oh, that's fun. Because Thurl Ravenscroft sang that. And then he did a lot of vocal effects for a good bit of Disney movies. Uh, Dallas McKinnon was the bees in Winnie the Pooh. Was he the bees? He he did a lot of that kind of stuff of vocal effects. I think I read he may have done vocal effects for Pluto at one point. Um, But he did a lot of animal effects, which is pretty cool. And that wraps up Aaron, did you say he voiced Jock? Because I don't remember it if he did. Bill Thompson. Bill Thompson. Oh, that's Mr. right. Mr. Smee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, my bad. You can yes. cut that out. <laughs> so now we will jump into lots of fun facts. So uh, let me start with how the movie came to be. So it was inspired by, before that uh, magazine memoir came to be, it was actually inspired by one of the writers, Joe Grant, who we've heard his name a couple different times, actually, throughout this podcast series. Um, Joe Grant had a Springer Spaniel named Lady, who was kind of in unintentionally shoved to the side when his newborn baby came around. And so he took that personal life story and pitched it to Walt as a movie idea. And Walt really liked it, but something something kind of bothered him about it. He wanted more adventure. He wanted something bigger than just a dog having to adjust to there being a change in the family. And so he found, Walt ended up coming across uh, the story by Ward Green, Happy Dan, the Cynical Dog, and he thought it would make the story really interesting for Lady to fall in love with a cynical, realistic, like a realist dog. Mm -hmm. And that's where Tramp came in, and so they ended up putting that together to create Lady and the Tramp. I think it worked really well, the way they did it. I do too. And then it plays with each other. Walt had Ward Green, the guy that wrote Happy Dan, the Cynical Dog, make a novelization of the film. So take their version of Lady and the Tramp and write the book. And he had Green publish the book two years before the film was released so the audience would be familiar with the story by the time Disney released the movie. That is called planning. So some clever planning on Walt's part. That's cool. Um, But but, you know, you might be saying this, but Joe Grant never got credit for Lady and the Tramp. Yes, he because of Ward Green publishing the novelization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because Joe Grant ended up leaving the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot, I have it somewhere in here, I think. Which, like, how crappy. Like, you're the one who came up with the idea. 49. Denied. <laughs> yeah, he, he well, left the studio. A recognition in, right here. He left the studio in 1949, so he had already pitched the idea and done a lot of initial sketches for yep. the pitch to mm-hmm. get stuff started, and then he left, um, which I didn't read why he left. I didn't even think to look into it. But then the novelization was released in 53 when Peter Pan, the same year Peter Pan came out, 
And so he never got credit. And but there was another, there was an animator that like went through several court cases to try to get Joe uh, Grant the uh, the rights okay. and the like the recognition or whatever. Yeah, because so. they pushed the story off because of World War Two, and mm-hmm. also because the um, the animer- animators were kind of getting like bored, quote unquote, with the story. And like Walt was like, "You guys need a, a new scenery," and so he took those animators and put them on Sleeping Beauty for six months. And then mm-hmm. brought them back once Roy was like, hey, you have this like unfinished story. You should really get going on this. And so he brought those animators back and he said it kind of like refreshed the whole story. And then they they made it. That's cool. I didn't I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so that is the conception of Lady and the Tramp. Um, so now we can jump into all the random little side fun facts. So the cat's names are Cy and Am, as we mentioned earlier, which is... Of course, a pun on the country Siam, which um, the country Siam is now current day. It's Thailand. Okay. Um, Yeah. I was wondering why I hadn't heard of it. (laughs) Yeah. Siam ended up becoming Thailand, which is Southeast Asian. So it's still very much not not the most tasteful reference, but we'll we'll, we'll go on to that road. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to the racism road segment in a little bit. Um, so that's that's very fun. And then we have Lady and the Tramp ended up having a straight-to-video sequel called Scamp's Adventure. Adventure. I've never and seen it, but I've heard it's trash. And that was released in 2001. It's and then there was DVD. Of course it's probably trash. Of course it's uh-huh. trash. <laughs> um, um, hey, usually always if, <laughs> if this podcast lives long enough, we can end up covering Scamp's Adventure, so... If that's your favorite Disney movie, keep your fingers crossed. You've already put it. us through the package films. Don't put us through straight-to-DVD sequels. Straight to DVD sequels. It, I'll do what I want to. If it's your favorite film, embrace it. Make them love it. <laughs> I will argue. That's Only us until we do. Caballeros. We'll get to do Goofy movie. Email the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it Goofy movie straight-to-DVD? Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was straight-to-video. Straight to yeah. It, it, it's a, a Disney Toon studio. Power we'll, we'll, we'll do we're gonna do it album. though, right? Yes. Uh, we're gonna do goofy movies, please. But better, someday we'll better. end up doing the movies from the Disney Tune Studio. But um, and then, anyways, back on track. Stay focused, Aaron. Um, in 2019, there was a in air quotes. I say live action because it it's live action, but it's infused with CGI remake of it's Lady It's more live action than the Lion King one is. So. Oh my yeah. god! Well, oh we can say Lord. it's live action because there Let's are humans. Not talk in it. about it. <laughs> Again, it's Disney. If this podcast goes long enough, we could cover it. Don't Please do that to don't. me. Don't. Don't do that to <laughs> You thought, oh, you thought some of my other ones were worse. bad? You thought, like, my, my uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember which one I was, I was, oh, the, the, um. Fun and, and Fancy fun and You thought that was bad? Put me on live action Lion King. See what happens. Can Adam yeah. and I just be, like, together on a total, like, hate fest of the live-action movies? Like, it's, like, no good comments <laughs> whatsoever. Okay. there were a few that I liked. I actually really did like the live-action Lady and the Tramp. I thought it was I great. It was, it. I'll give you this. It was one of the better ones. But I will say... Unpopular before, opinion, live-action Beauty and the Beast is the best. Oh, God. Okay, so before, <laughs> so before live action became, I mean, before the live actions became like quote unquote popular, I have to say by far the best live action movie is 101 Dalmatians with Glenn yes. Close. Yes. From yes. 1996. Absolutely, Down. girl. I have never yes. seen it. 
I haven't seen it in yeah, so you, long. You I can't weigh in, for a better but I remember it being good. Clothes. Thank you. And they stuck to the story perfectly. It was perfectly yeah. cast. And then it was the exact stuff. same story. We didn't try and jazz it up with like new songs like Aladdin or like a total crap fest that was the Lion King, but like you know, <laughs> or, you know like, a complete lack of emotion like Lion King. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I hope that we can cover the 1996 101 Dalmatians yeah. it, as well. It's like so there was good. not CGI no. animals. It was there, all actual there was animals CGI. The well, only CGI, CGI like was few... the it was the emotion on the animals' yeah. faces to give them yeah. a little bit of emotion. Sure. But other than that, it was the actual animals that they had on there. Though yeah, it was great. Exactly. Anyway, also, Lady and the Tramp is featured in that movie. <laughs> yes, and I forgot also, about that. They're also featured in Oliver and Company. Or I really? Yeah. Um, in the um, is it yes, the pet store yes. theme? Um, you see Peg it's, and the English Bulldog. Is that it? That's mm-hmm. not oh, Peg and the English yeah. Bulldog yeah. Company. Yeah, is in Oliver and Company, and then. Pongo from 101 Dalmatians is in Oliver and Company as well. I think so. I thought Jacques might have been on... No, Jacques and Trusty, I think, are on the streets of 101 Dalmatians. There's a lot of Disney dogs in... Other Disney dogs. Other Disney dogs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But yeah, Um, they make appearances in both movies. I... Let's see. forgot what I was going to say. So my next fun fact was that Peggy Lee co-wrote six songs in the film, but... We already covered that, so that's fine. Did you you, want to talk about that she sued Disney over this (gasps) film? What? I did not see see that, please. Let me do tell. Share the story. (laughs) Okay, so Peggy Lee actually sued Disney. Okay, so again, this is what I've read. But Peggy Lee sued Disney for $25 million 30 years after the film was released because um, in the contract it said transcriptions for sale to the public is what she got her money from um but it she never got money from the like millions of vhs tapes that were sold because vhs tapes weren't around in the 50s so So she never got any royalties yeah she ended up being awarded 3.83 million dollars in 1991. wow fascinating yeah that is correct Yeah. Good job, Abby. Yeah, um, and um, I feel like I had one more fact about Peggy Lee, but yeah, I just thought that was crazy. I was like, oh, man. That's wild. I know. You That's would think wild. that it would transpire through time, right? Like, I mean, whatever No, they found a loophole in that. Disney can be Listen, good. It never uh, said VHS. Dis- Disney's good at finding loopholes. Disney can be good at that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this is a cool mm-hmm. fun fact. So, this is the first... Disney film to be distributed by Buena Vista Records or Buena Vista Company, whatever. Because before this, um, Disney worked with the RKO Studios, which was a distribution company that Disney partnered with. Um, But after the success of Cinderella, Alice, and Peter Pan, Disney was finally big enough where they stopped working with RKO and they opened their own distribution company which is Buena Vista. Okay. And so oh, okay, for yeah. the foreseeable future, you will see at the beginning of the movie, the beginning of the credits, it'll say distributed by Buena mm-hmm. Vista Pictures. Yeah. And that right. started with Lady and the Tramp. So this was the first one that Disney got to distribute themselves. Wow. Interesting. Because uh, you see Buena Vista, don't you see Buena Vista before though, right? Like in Bambi and stuff? But it's not I'd, distributed by, it's just... 
Maybe. I'm not sure. But you also see, up until this point, you see a, a screen that says distributed by RKO. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Companies okay. or something. So. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure. I would have to go back and look at it. Yeah. Um, and, and it then, was the first movie in cine, Cinemascope. Mm-hmm. And yeah. wide format, yeah. Yeah, Or yeah. widescreen. Yeah. Wide format's the department I work in at my print shop. Sorry. Ooh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. I lost my place. Okay. So, the spaghetti scene. <laughs> Obviously, it's like the most famous part of Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. And during production, Walt was prepared to cut the scene. He, he thought it was it. too silly, and he did not like it. He was ready to cut it, but thank goodness for Frank Thomas, mm-hmm. the wonderful member of the Nine Old Men. He fought for this scene, and he ended up animating this entire scene by himself wow. in order to make it work. And when Walt saw the way that he romanticized the scene, he kept it in. He, he, yeah. he ended up liking it. Because Good Frank Thomas decision. fought for it, and now it's one of the most well-known movie tropes. Animating that by himself. I, I mean, it's the most iconic scene in the movie. The... You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. When everybody thinks it's... Lady and the Tramp, they think spaghetti. Okay. They think it's the spaghetti. It's one of the most yeah. iconic scenes of Disney. I agree. Yeah. It is probably the most iconic scene featuring spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is spaghetti's claim to fame. There. Yes. All pas- all pasta lovers um, are excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have mentioned this person once before, and that was actually thanks to Amanda, bringing her to my attention. Mary Blair was supposed to be the background artist for Lady and the Tramp. She did a couple inspiration sketches before the film was really in production, but then she ended up leaving the studio to pursue being a children's book author. Um, and a man named Claude Coates ended up taking the position of the background artist position, but... Mary Blair did do the sketches that inspired the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So she was she very is. talented. Way to go, Mary Blair. She was, and I think I she reread. She, I don't think she was colorblind. She just had really poor sight. So that's okay. why she. Oh, okay. That's why she used such bright colors that people weren't using because that she could see those. So okay, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then this movie was re-released in theaters four different times. And I didn't care to write down the years because it's not it's important. It's crazy that the only times that movies have ever been re-released in theaters for like our times nowadays was during COVID. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily true, but typically, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go ahead and jump into park representation, unless Amanda has any other facts that I miss. Oh, I've got plenty. So <laughs> buckle in, kids. <laughs> so, go for okay. it. I'm going to run through these really fast. Okay. Um, So, Walt actually came up with the name Tramp. Um, He created it or whatever. And Tramp is actually inspired by a dog that they found in a pound that was actually, um, what was it? Quote, taking the long walk. It was was on its way to, like, taking the long walk and, like, soon. To be put down. Yeah. And um, they rescued it. Walt gave it a home behind Disneyland, like it had an area behind Disneyland. They adopted him, or I don't, I shouldn't say him because it was a female dog actually oh. that inspired Tramp. Yeah, so a female dog inspired Tramp. Walt came up with that name, and they thought it was a little racy for the time. They're like, "Oh, you can't say Tramp," and he's like, "No, we're going with it." So, um, <laughs> and then that, and then that dog lived behind Disneyland. So, um, I have that fact. Let's see. 
Um, and then, so the hat box scene in the beginning of the movie is actually inspired by a real event. That's how Walt gave his wife, Lily, their um, chow puppy, Sonny was in a hat box and she kind of was like pissed off at first because he hands her this hat box and she was like super adamant about picking out her own hats and she's like what is this and he's like we'll just open it up and there was a puppy inside so that's an actual like real event um that's awesome and then um so the um town you know we see like the town in like some of those scenes it's actually based off of marceline which is where disney is Mm -hmm. from um and i've been there and i'm going to another event this summer so y'all be jealous like like, (laughs) (laughs) i'm closer to disney's home than you are (laughs) like that's all i've got going for me here okay no so um and then let's see it was ranked number 95 out of 100 of the greatest love stories of all time by the american film institute um so again going back to the spaghetti scene um in June of 2011, Time named it one of the 25 all-time best animated films. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, so Trusty was actually supposed to die at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only <gasps> Spoilers! I know, I'm sorry. Well, he didn't <laughs> die, though. He didn't. For a what, 70-year-old so yeah. movie? Spoilers! Okay. So, Trusty was supposed to die, um, but there were two main reasons why they didn't play it out that way. Number one, Walt didn't want to repeat the heat he got for killing Bambi's mom in Bambi. Oh, yeah. Number two, he actually caught Peggy Lee sobbing her eyes out one day, like, on set, and he asked her, he's like, what's wrong? And she's like... Um, it's too sad. You can't kill him. We we need a, a better moment than this, and blah blah blah. So he, they ended up not killing Trusty off. So and I honestly think that's the better the better option because I think yeah. tonally it does not work. It would be very like uh, such a tone shift. It's like okay, mm-hmm. why? Right. Hey, Christmas also, now. There's something about a dog dying in a movie that's just so much more sad than a person dying or anything mm-hmm. else yeah. dying. And yeah. then um, the last thing, and then I can save the little bit I have left for later. Um, so if you've paid attention, you never actually see the owner's faces. And that is because it's from the perspective of the dogs. And so like... You actually looking, see them... You see their profile you, you occasionally. See, you but see... Like, um, profile occasionally. Their faces you, each like once. Yeah, you never see like a full on like for the most part you never really see the full on look of, you know, the owners or people or you're never like looking up, but it's because the film is supposed to be based off of like the dog's perspective and actually mm-hmm. that inspired director Rolf, I think it's Eggleston, um who is the art director for Toy Story. That's why in Toy Story it's from the perspective of the toys because he got that inspiration from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, oh that's on so that cool. same note. I think Oh, that's the they... fact that I'm giving about the Go game. ahead, Dang go it. ahead. No, no, you started going. I think that is why they have the names Jim Deere and Darling because, because that's those what they are the call pet each other. names that they give you to each other. And as yeah. the dog is only around them that's when what they're the dog alone, knows the mess, that's yeah. what you hear is uh, which I think is, is so fun. Darling and Jim Deere, and oh, that yeah. actually is a fact that um, I read. But I, mean, I don't know why I don't write some things down. 
But I believe that that perspective was kind of inspired by the perspective you see a lot of times in Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Are you okay? My cat's being dramatic. No, you're going to die. I'm sitting there about to start my workout. Mm-hmm. And he just squats a pee outside of his litter box. He's purring. He peed on the carpet. He's purring. The life of a cat. He's proud of himself. Which which case? Is it Milo? Yes. Not my my. Patty's the good one. Believe it or not. That's shocking. Okay. Well, thank you, Amanda, for sharing those sure. facts that I neglected to share. Uh, I will go ahead and talk about some representation in the parks, and hopefully I won't miss anything. But it's okay. Our parks encyclopedia is here, so if I do, I'm sure it'll be okay. You're welcome. <laughs> we will tear so, you down. First and foremost, the main representation is in Main Street, USA. There's a restaurant called Tony's Town Square Restaurant. Tony's. It is... Um, like when you walk into Main Street, it's on the right. It is like by the by the <laughs> the city hall. We no, actually ate the there theater. Once. Ooh. It um is all Italian, obviously. You have to have like a lady in the and moment. On occasion, very rarely, uh, you can see Tony and Joe as meet and greet characters in the restaurant. I have heard. Really. That very very rarely really? they will appear in the restaurant. Wow. Yeah. And I then. Right outside the restaurant, it's really hard to find because a lot of times it's covered up by the stroller rentals. But in the cement on the ground is a heart with Lady and Tramp's paw prints. That they do in the <gasps> movie. It is right outside the restaurant, but it's it's kind of hidden a lot of the times that. under stroller rentals. Y'all, they missed an opportunity to make it like mm-hmm. yeah, and like right yeah, next yeah, to the, the such an opportunity right. to make that like a dog cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. On the 50th anniversary of Disneyland, there was a fountain with Lady and the Tramps somewhere in Disneyland, but I don't know where, and I didn't care that much to read about it because it was just an anniversary. That's not a regular thing. Um, But in Disneyland Paris, there's a restaurant called Pizzeria Bella Notte. So another Lady and the Tramp-themed restaurant. Yes, Andrew? Um... Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there usually during like the flower festival at Epcot topiaries of Lady and the Tramp? <laughs> ding yeah. ding ding! Yay! I'm sorry. And this past year that we went, like, <laughs> that is correct. Fifty <laughs> golden <character>. statues. <laughs> yes, they had fifty golden statues across the four parks of Disney World this past yes. year for Disney World's 50th anniversary, and there was a statue of Lady and the Tramp. Oh um, yeah. I'd also somewhere. like to take um, hotel statues for 500, please. there is a lady in the tramp statue at pop century um resort Ah, in disney world that makes sense and they are massive (laughs) like um i took a picture next to them and uh well i had Devin actually take the pictures um because that's when he he and i went and um yeah i mean they are huge (laughs) and is it pop century or art of animation that has the giant Dalmatian statues as well, or maybe that's all star. It's not art of animation. Um, they have themed sections, movies. and um, yeah, yeah, it's. Yeah. I think it's Pop Century because Pop Century has random ones. Like they have the Lady and the Tramp. They have um, Mowgli and Baloo. Um, but but what's weird is each section is a different um, decade, but they have 
statues of that decade like animation in there you know what okay I mean? that's cool so that's cool yeah there was there was one of the resorts that i remember from when we were like really little that had uh like Toy Story statues. Yeah, I think it was like All Star Movies that has hundred one. They also have the hundred one. Yeah, was, that's it. It's All Star Movies. You are correct. Because they had. Yeah. We stayed in the there's Mighty Ducks section. Mighty Ducks. Mm-hmm. That it was mm-hmm. the animated oh. Mighty Duck series. And it's. But I remember it's the um, being, art of music is the Three Caballeros Fountain. BT Dubs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, but I, I told I said that I didn't know which one. I just knew it was big. a resort. <laughs> the uh, statues were especially because Woody was sitting down because they couldn't make him tall enough. Sitting down, he out. was still like three so stories tall. tall, and he was still like as tall as the Buzz statue sitting down. Yeah. And I remember being like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> but as as far as I'm aware, that's it for park representation. Um, yeah, were you say something I, when I was in Disneyland not too long ago, they ha- I went to the Sweethearts Night, and they do have like photo op sections that you can take pictures with like your sweetheart. And of course, there is a table, and it's got Tony's background, and you can be quote unquote Lady in the Tramp and I do, like a little that. spaghetti. Oh, that's cute. So they use it, that's I think, cute. as like photo opportunities a lot. Um, but yeah. there's nothing like permanent, minus you know the resorts and a few things, but. And, yeah. and I'm sure I'm sure you can see Lady right. and the Tramp references in different mm-hmm. shows and like fireworks shows and parades and stuff. There may even be a reference to Lady and the Tramp in Fantasmic, um, maybe in Philhar Magic. Like you, you just never know. There's there's su- it's such a classic movie at this point that you could find references in so many different places. So, but those are the permanent ones, or those restaurants. Um, and then we can jump into a very very quick. Tall Tales from Traverse Town with Adam. Talk about Kingdom Hearts real quick. Yeah, so I was actually fully prepared to skip this one because I was, from everything I remember, there was not a Lady in the Tramp world, no Lady in the Tramp summons, until a couple weeks back. Uh, I think it was not long after we recorded the Peter Pan episode, I was playing uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Birth Drop by Sleep, uh, not Birth by Sleep, uh, Dream Drop Distance 3D, and uh, in that world, you revisit Traverse Town. So Traverse Town is the world from the first one that at the end of it gets destroyed, and uh, but in you're visiting a memory of it in a dream or something. It's convoluted. Don't worry. <laughs> it's about like it. the main hub world um, in the first game. But I, it's the main hub world in the first game, and in one I think the third district in one of the districts, in the corner there is actually a statue. In a fountain of Lady oh. and the Tramp. I didn't remember that at all until I was passing by it, saw it, and just stopped yeah. fighting and went, Hey! Funny that you're like, so in both Kingdom Hearts, I did just playing. look it up. Exactly! I have to like pay attention to different, uh, different uh, uh, references. So in Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 3D, aka Dream Drop Distance, there is a statue. Which is of really, Lady really neat. Is that it? Cool. And that's it? <laughs> it's very cool. But, hey. I actually really like that one. And I don't have to go into any stupid story oh, things, which is amazing. Than three caballeros. I mean, Donald's in it, so I. Oh, crap. Now, not today, Satan. <laughs> not today. <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> what's that? What's that? The quote from Community. Yeah, the You're Lord about to see God. what Disney loves crime truly means. <laughs> 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 You are going to get an hate uh, email so hard. All right, all right. 
Thanks everybody for joining. That's all for you. You're gonna hate email. It's just like only one person on this on this episode sounds right. You should have her on board. Anonymous email. Yeah. Well, uh, you have been listening to the final episode. Of this uh, this email comes from an email Amanda address is about entitled to "Shut Us Down." This email comes from an e- email address entitled "Not Amanda." Yeah. Email, and it says you should totally have her on more. She seems really cool and down to earth. Yeah. Oh. Signed an anonymous viewer. <laughs> if this is our last ever episode, y'all will know why. Yeah, well you guys oh, didn't give me you didn't give me the disclaimer before we started recording, so I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um let's go ahead and jump into some nostalgia and childhood memories, just memories in general, I suppose. Um, so our memories are actually pretty simplistic as far as the four of us siblings go. We had this this play occasionally. We um, we did own this on VHS, and I felt I feel like it got a semi regular playing as most of our Disney movies did throughout our childhood. We didn't watch this one as much, um, but we definitely watched it some as kids. And we of course know the famous spaghetti trope. I mean, every that's everywhere. So. And we can all confidently say that that played in our heads any time that we ate spaghetti for oh, a of period course. of time. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, Lady and the Tramp was... Every time we had spaghetti, it probably came up in conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, it, a, it played like, sometime. with a lot of these movies, we had the uh, sing-along VHSs, and there mm-hmm. were some of the songs. The uh, He's a Tramp uh, was in a, a couple tramp of them. Mm-hmm. One was of them. on one of them. I think Bella and Note the, uh, was Bella well. Note was on one yeah. as well. <laughs> I don't remember Bella Note being on there, but yeah. I do remember the Siamese oh, cast. Yes, yeah, that, that was, was on well. one. I'd forgotten about that. So we nothing super major in our childhood, um, but you know, it definitely it definitely wasn't forgotten. It was definitely a well versed movie in our lives. Um, do any of the four of y'all have any mm-hmm. other memories of Lady in the Trent that you would like to share? Nope. Uh I think that's about it. I think this is the movie that started my love for, like, Cocker Spaniels or King Cavalier, any of that kind of dog. This is is the the core of that. I want a Spaniel. They're beautiful. Sorry. I digress. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think that's it for the four of us. So, Amanda, if you have any memories, feel free to share. I mean, it's pretty much the same. Um, I know I definitely watched it as a kid. Um, I would say it's, if this makes sense, it's like one of my like happier Disney movies. Like every time I watch it, I just feel really happy. You know, like there's yeah. just nothing like. It's that like a comfort really, movie. Yeah, it's a comfort movie. There's nothing in it that like truly like, I don't know, like upset me enough to where I'd be like, I can't watch this, you know, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. And then I would say um, when we get into the songs or whatever, but um, He's a Tramp is by far, like, my f- most favorite song to either listen to and or sing. Um, hey, now, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's we'll a good get song. to that. So, <laughs> yeah, other than that, that's pre- I mean, I probably watched it more as an adult than I did as a child, but, again, comforting. You know, you watch a scary movie, then you got to watch a Disney movie, so... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or while your parents and older brothers are watching a scary movie, you and your little sister are watching a Disney movie in the background. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> that was us. Um, well, cool. Then let's go ahead and we can share our first impressions of this viewing of Lady and the Tramp now that we are revisiting it for the podcast. 
Um, who do I want to pick first? You know what? Let's have Amanda go first. She's our guest. Do us tell the me, honors. Tell me of your first impressions of this viewing. Um, first impression, honestly, I think I thought it was better than I expected it to be. Like, you know what I mean? Um, because I don't remember it being, like, such a really, like, in-depth, intense story like some of them are. And so I expected to be bored a little bit, to be honest, now that I was, like, paying attention to it and, like, writing notes and, like, actually focusing on things and catching things and whatever. I expected to be bored, um, to be honest, but I really wasn't. So I really enjoyed awesome. it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Andrew, what about you? Uh, no, I agree. It, it has been many, many years since I've sat down and watched this movie. This isn't one that I have ever watched a whole lot. And basically, all I remembered about this movie going into it was um, there were dogs, they ate spaghetti, she ends up in the pound. And that's, like, all I had. I had completely forgotten about the beaver, the rat, just, like, everything, you know? And I was just... So it was almost, like, a fresh take, for the most part, going into it. So it was, it was enjoyable. It was more enjoyable than I realized. I think when I watched it as a kid, I wasn't quite old enough to understand the... It, it, it's almost a little more nuanced uh, yeah. storytelling. It, it's... it's it, There's a little more subtlety to it. It's not just right in your face, because it is from the perspective of the dogs. Which yeah. is simplistic. a really cool, really cool angle. It is. It's very simplistic. Mm -hmm. So it's not right in your face. Like this is happening. The dog does. It's like you know you're you're going through the emotions of a dog and what a dog might feel with all this different stuff going on. So uh, it it was it was very good. A lot a lot more uh, interesting and enjoyable than I remembered and expected it to be. But I I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Abby. I agree. I liked it a lot. I've always liked this movie. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be as... Um, what was it? Like, like Amanda said, like kind of in-depth with the, the story. I was also thinking it was like, oh yeah, it's, you know, two dogs meet, they fall in love, or whatever, there's spaghetti. Pound. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it really is, it really does take the story and can't get my words together today. Good. It was good. I liked it. It's almost kind of like, you know, we as like human beings expect everything to be so intense and so detailed and so like whatever. But like, I think some of the most like interesting and appreciated things are the simplest things. And it's again, like it's because it's the perspective of a dog. A dog's life is not complicated. They don't crowd it with everything else that us humans deal with. And so I think, yeah. like, to be able to take a step back from all the chaos and, like, just be a dog was just really, like, enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I want to apologize real quick. There's some kind of fireworks show going on somewhere near here. So That's if you're fine. hearing it, if it's picking mm. it up, I'm very sorry. I suppose I can... I forgot to do my prerequisite apology, but my animals are actually being quite good today. Um for the three of you that aren't sitting next to me, you can kind of see Radar in the back. He's chilling on my couch. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a dog and two cats who all tend to be very vocal, um, very loud creatures. Uh, my dog just likes to talk and whine and just be 
loud. And my cats have very loud bell collars, and they get the zoomies. So um, they're being pretty good right now, but if you hear them, might be. <laughs> uh, anyways, Adam, go ahead and give me your first impressions real quick. Essentially copy-paste and, uh, 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 Amanda's um, point of view. It was... I was expecting fine the charm of Dumbo with the story of Bambi, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was actually very compelling. The animation... I had to... I actually stopped the movie at one point to look up, all right, did I watch this in the right order? Is this what we're... Is this what we're watching? And are we sure we didn't mess this up? Because I was thinking of something like the Aristocats, which I'm like, it looks good. It looks good. Its animation looks a little more rough around the edges. Well, this looks so... This is the best animation we've and seen. And that, yet. Adam, is one and of I the was, joys of what we're doing, is that in, in watching them in order, we're not only getting to review every movie, but we get to see the evolution of the animation and of the effects and the technology. And it was gorgeous. And it's so apparent in this mm -hmm. movie. And there's a lot of history as to why movies in the age of the Aristocats don't look quite as clean uh, that we'll actually get to get into pretty quickly in just a couple of movies when we get to 101 Dalmatians. There was some technology mm -hmm. change that led to less pristine animation. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. That explains kind of that era that's coming up. But right before that era... You have animation like this and the next one, which is Sleeping Beauty, that are gorgeous. But they were so expensive, and that's kind of why they had to change technology. But Right. But you can see that it was expensive because of how good it looks. So I, I agree. Exactly. Also, it, it's, but... Go ahead, sorry. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll just finish up my thoughts. That, like it, These feel like some of the most well-rounded characters we've had yet. And then also, like outside of, I think, one part that I actually kind of have a problem with, but other than that, like, solid movie. It, it does not try to be something it is not. It is very aware of what it is at all times. And, and I can't remember it. if we mentioned this before, but <clears throat> this movie actually um, was um, successful like Snow White. Like, it was the first movie since Snow White that was, like, very successful um, from yeah. what I remember reading. So, like... Up until that point, you know, it's been back and forth with, like, success, a little bit, not so much, like, whatever. But this movie, um, it was, uh, let's see, it, I have it somewhere. Um, well, anyway, yeah, it was just, um, this was the first time in a while that, um, obviously Disney had had, oh, let's see, biggest hit since Snow White is what I had. So, Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it, went, think, it went over really well in the box Right, office. and I think we all can agree that it was really awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and you see Disney learn as a company time and time again that when they revisit the Animal Kingdom, they have some of their biggest hits. Mm -hmm. When they go back to movies that are s surrounded, surrounding a, an animal's perspective or something to do with animals, they typically have their most success. And that's because they started with animals. When you start with something as big as Mickey Mouse, you have your forte. Yeah. You know it works for you. Um, um, that's why Robin Hood is such like the best Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <partial>. Andrew! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ruin this for me, Amanda. I'm sorry about the three caballeros. Please don't ruin this for me. No, it's fine. 
I'll take you on back. Just stop, please. But, um, <laughs> yeah, because this, this studio, like in Bambi, had a bunch of animals, I think, running around, you know. So yes, yes. They had they, they studied dogs for quite a long time. Yeah. And with Lion playing. King, they actually had someone that come was, in mm-hmm. with... Mm-hmm. Like a lot. That was actually one of my one of my notes was that like especially when uh, Tramp is like kind of darting back uh, uh, around looking for mm-hmm. uh, Lady at one point, it reminds me very much of the way the animals mm-hmm. move in uh, mm-hmm. Bambi. It, it it's very like stiff and quick, but it feels incredibly yeah. realistic. Yeah. And also, I was surprised by the actual characters in this movie, like by the way that they're portrayed, because I thought that I remember Lady having no personality whatsoever i yeah. remember lady I, like i remember yes Cinderella. i was like oh she like we she really has no depth heroines as kids <laughs> <laughs> she really i thought she had no depth and i was like she's very passive she's very like oh i don't know what's going on she was she she had attitude mm-hmm. she stood yeah. up for herself she was spoiled and i loved yeah, she that. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. She, really, she was very <laughs> she was snooty <laughs> I yeah. loved it. But yeah, and, that, and um, and Tramp, Tramp is Tramp is such a pessimist. And I love the trope where he was. Tramp is so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead Abby. I just I love the the trope. I've always loved this trope where he's like you know a very pessimistic person. He has this really realistic view on life, and then he meets someone who has the opposite view, and then they just kind of clash. That's but what I was going to say when I shared my like, impressions. Helps each other. They both actually, you see character growth. It's not like in a lot of yeah. movies we've seen where it's static personalities. of They have good personality, but they don't really change. They don't learn yeah. or develop. Both Lady and Tramp, as the title characters, develop very well. Lady learns how to let go of her leash a little bit mm-hmm. and enjoy life more and not be, too, not be such a stuck-up, snooty dog that mm-hmm. she didn't even realize she was. Mm-hmm. And Trent learns to be more trusting. He learns that people aren't all bad. That not, there's, not all there's bad. Good, Not everyone you know. in the world is out to Yeah, get not everyone's out to get you. And you can enjoy life and enjoy the company of a human. And, like, it's so cool to see that there's actual character growth at this point. Yeah. yeah oh, the, I need to share my first was... impressions. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I just realized I haven't done that yet. And then you He just doesn't want to let me talk anymore this podcast. <laughs> well, you do keep making Amanda mad, but... Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I just want to say I agree with everything y'all have said. I was expecting it to be kind of boring, um, kind of stale. And I was very surprised to see how much they were able to drive a plot and a compelling story with such simplicity. Mm-hmm. That something as simple as a dog's perspective on a new baby actually pushed the, this plot of an entire movie forward. And it, it didn't feel like I was watching something that I was like, Adam's going to say there's no plot. Like, I enjoyed it. I felt like there was, it was good. Go ahead, Andrew, with what you were going to say. Uh, I was going to say, I also love the fact that it's not just one of them who has character growth. It's both it's of them. Both. Mm-hmm. They they both help each other grow. And, and like, like you were Jock saying. and Trusty. And like, That's exactly yeah. what I was about uh-huh. to say. Exactly. Even Jock and Trusty, though it, theirs feels a little more rushed kind of at the end. But they realize that they were still, wrong. They still well, feel, it still feels like they have grown. They are different dogs than they were. The and Aunt Sarah <laughs> even grows. Aunt Sarah. I was going to say that. I was going to pull that up. Boom! Be chill to it. That's all Disney. Especially <laughs> with the lady and the tramp when, you know, boy meets girl and then you know one of you know they fall in love and one of them is like oh you know what they're right they have the right aspect on life but it's both. But they're both like no they 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 both grow they help each other grow 
and become better for it. Mm-hmm. And that's such a I good love. It's not depiction just trant- of life. Like, no, nope. humans aren't bad, and it's not just Lady mm-hmm. being like, you know what, I should enjoy life more. I should be a little more free. It's both of them helping it each other, and it's beautiful. It is actual give and take. Yeah. Like, both, yeah. they both it's, see it's like a real relationship. positives yeah. and then help the others out of the negatives. Yeah. It's Aaron. such a good parallel to actual life, because nobody is going to have the perfect perspective on life or on... No. Any one given situation, nobody's going to absolutely know for certain the best way to do something or the best way to live. And so I just think that's a great parallel to see that they both realize that they were wrong in some aspect. Aaron, I'm just going to say, though, I don't know why Disney got to be hating on cats, like, up to this point. Right? You know like, I mean, I've been saying that since Figaro. we get some good representation, but, like, I did have a conversation with my roommate. not horrible. You know what I'm saying? Well, I did have a conversation with my roommate about, like, uh, whenever the, the, um, the warning popped up at the beginning, like, oh, this uh, bad depiction, yada, yada. I'm like, what is it in this? Mm-hmm. Because I know the, the, the insensitive Asian cat is in the Aristocats. And she's like, no, it's in this. And I'm like, no, it's it's the yeah. it's in the Aristocats. And we realize, oh, that's two separate Asian cats. Uh-huh. And then you hear the gong. <laughs> <laughs> so since you brought that up, Adam, I do want to... But also I like the way superior, so... I like the way that Andrew did it when he hosted <laughs> Peter Pan, taking a cue from Disney and going ahead and hitting the racism topic before... We talk about the rest yeah. of the movie just to get it get over that hill. Um, obviously, we're going to clarify this as our racism road segment, but you'll have to let me explain before you yell at me. This was actually the um, one of my my coworkers, my manager. Actually, I was talking to him about Lady and the Tramp yesterday, um, and we were kind of talking about this. And the way he described it to me, uh, I kind of agree with. It's not really racism it's just a bad caricature which in and of itself is kind of racism i don't think it's a it's to a a, a incredibly offensive point yes yeah. some of them it is it is like all right this is this is kind of a a mean stereotype yeah it's it's not good yeah. taste it's a little mean but it's stereotypical and it's how that culture would have been caricatured in that time period this is 1955 that is how right. So if you've never seen Lady and the Tramp, there are two Siamese cats that the biggest Disney villain ever, Aunt Sarah, brings over. Their names are Cy and Am. We talked about that. Aunt Sarah is the worst. Okay, We can get into that. We can get into that. Aunt Sarah has two Siamese cats, and they are very... um, They're very typical, stereotyped uh, Asian characters. So the way that they speak... Um, they would say they would say uh, things it's, like it's the way that they spoke that where the there are milk, uh, where there are where, where there's crying where, baby there are milk where nearby. where there's crying baby there are milk nearby and there's gongs in the background music and just very stereotypical. Um, it, Asian it is very much an Asian caricature. Caricature. It's but very. Amanda that. mentioned earlier talking about Boris or like the Chihuahua. The dogs I in the pound. The I think the Chihuahua does fall into the same uh, the same group. Well, Boris does too bit. because it's very Russian. So okay, so actually, Disney got criticized for Cy and Cy and Am, Tony and Joe, and the Chihuahua. Those were the three main character, I guess technically five main characters that Disney was criticized for this film. But like, so you know, you talk about how. Um, the way the Siamese cats talk, you know, is kind mm-hmm. of leaning towards that racism road. 
Um, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, all Asian culture speaks that way or things like that. And yeah, I think, Aaron, what you're saying is it kind of, um, what did you say? It was um, caricature, you know, it's kind yeah. of, that's kind of what it leans towards. But I mean, you know, there's a point where Tramp is like, oh, you know, Tony, he doesn't speak English very well, you know, and like whatever. And, you know, again, it's, it, it, again, not saying all Italians speak that way. It's just, you know, there are... It, they they lean into that joke or whatever you want to call it like they they lean into that but there is still a little bit of you know i guess if you want to say truth or not truth but like uh it's taking it, the stereotype but it's it's it, it's, it's making, not very tasteful it's, the way it's, it's not done well right. but yeah, it is based say, on yeah. a stereotype yeah right it's low and, hanging fruit sure i mean yeah, but you know that fruit, would be exactly. like you know, too, again, if, like, I was trying to speak Italian and my first language is English, you know, I obviously would not be speaking Italian <laughs> properly. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, again, right. there is truth to that. You know, like, we're not going to expect you to say the sentences properly or correctly or whatever. But you could even take it, too, like, as in Jacques, you know? I mean, he's got a very thick Scottish accent, you know? And, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's, not, yeah. that's not trying to be racist. It's just... Scottish people have a very thick, deep accent. And it you know is, what is a caricature so of, of the Scottish accent. And it's essentially right. like the same thing as if someone were to imitate like a country accent. Yes. Not necessarily mm-hmm. criticizing it, but just that's how it comes across to them. Well, and I think and, oh, I think there are there's two types in this movie. Someone like Jock, uh, Boris, and to a lesser degree, uh, the Italians, where it is, I'm like, all right, this is an accent. This is a stereotypical accent, but this is an accent. Where the English where bulldog. I think, exactly, the, mm-hmm, the, the yeah. Cockney accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're, I think yeah. the cats and the chihuahua are a little, are on the, the other side of the line where I'm like, here is where I think you're being a little bit racist. This is a little bit... And that... Because they get very stereotypical. That is the point yeah. where... My coworker and I were talking about where mm-hmm. I think Disney's intentions were they were it was supposed to be the same as the accents. It was supposed to just be a caricature of I that think culture. It was an innocent but intention. you yeah. look at the time, sure. you, you look at the time frame it was made, and that's why it has come across as racist or inappropriate or un, mm-hmm. not tasteful now, sure. is because then in 1955. That would have been a normal caricature for the Asian stereotypical culture. Mm-hmm. But in 2023, we look at that and we're like, oh, that did not age well over the past 70 years. Like, mm-hmm. that is it's obviously an old stereotype. Yeah. And the same can be said about Peter Pan. I didn't really talk about this, but when Peter Pan came out, that was in the height of Cowboys and Indians craze. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was depicted the same way Indians would have been, or Native Americans would have been depicted anywhere else in media at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is where a lot of these Disney racism roads come in, is that they're supposed to be caricatures and just a stereotypical representation, like the Crows and Dumbo were just supposed to be representative of uh, black vaudeville performers. Mm-hmm. But it's just caricatures that don't age well. Mm-hmm. They are not appropriate now. They weren't appropriate then, but... It was more normalized then, and now that society has evolved and we see, like, oh, yeah, that's not appropriate, we can look back on that and be like, hmm, not great. Um, 
I will say also this movie falls into a weird middle ground for a lot of it because they are talking animals. Yeah. And so there's nothing inherently racist about animals. Right. You know? Yep. But it's still clearly like <clears throat> that caricature stereotype. And that's what made the Native Americans and Peter Pan so feel worse because yeah, it's the first right. instance where it wasn't say, an animal. As much as we are saying this, I, I, I will not excuse the Native Americans Peter Pan. No, absolutely no. not. The difference, the difference between that and this is this is cats speaking in a heavy accent and yeah, like, you know, just that kind of stereotypical. With the Native Americans or like in Peter Pan, it seemed like they were blatantly making fun of them in yeah, every yeah. way. I don't. I don't That's want anyone to think I was excusing. Okay, Peter cool, Pan cool. Because I, I, I was not. That I wanted to. That I wanted to be like. I, I don't no, care what. I was simply saying when looking at, at the time. Not. No, when looking and digesting the movie, you do have to think about the time frame that it was made in, mm-hmm. because Adam, one of the things he had said in the Peter Pan episode is like, why would they even think about depicting them that way? Like it feels like a hate crime. And I had been thinking about that, and I thought the reason that I said that was because they probably did that and put it in the movie and depicted them the way that they did because that was what they were used to and because it was the 50s. However, it is still way not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not appropriate right. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But... I think, yeah, like, because, yeah. like, what I think, Aaron, you were saying um, that I had mentioned earlier was... It, to me, it would be weird if, you know, the Boris Russian dog sounded like the Mexican or Hispanic Chihuahua. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that voice doesn't match that dog type. So I think, for me, I can be forgiving as far as, like, pairing up the culture with the breed of dog. Like, again, the Scottish Terrier has a Scottish, Scottish accent. accent. The yeah, English, right. bulldog English Bulldog has an English, English, English accent. accent. The Siamese Siamese cats have an Asian accent. I am forgiving of that. And I, and it makes sense to me. It makes sense in my mind, you know, to have Mm -hmm. that correlation. I agree though. They leaned it a little too hard with the stereotype, you know, on, Mm -hmm. on some characters. Mm -hmm. Again, I think the stereotype though, in my opinion is fine. I don't find the stereotype of pairing those characters with those voices or culture racist. I just think that, maybe it could have been done a little bit better or they could have backed off just slightly. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, again, yeah. I'm not saying racism is appropriate in any way, shape, or form, but again, a Scottish terrier wouldn't have a Russian ph- philosophical accent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just... why That's why I use the word caricature. Because a caricature right. artist is going to accentuate certain parts of the person mm-hmm. that they are drawing. Right. But you can have bad caricatures where the caricature artist takes a detail that is not the best detail and they can put way too much emphasis Emphasis on it. Emphasis on it, yes. I agree. So it could be a detail that is it's a part of that person, Mm -hmm. but they put way too much emphasis on it. And that's that's Mm -hmm. why I use the term caricature. I agree. Because, you know, it's funny. When I thought about the Chihuahua, you know, honestly, what I thought about was Taco Bell. Because you remember the commercial <laughs> had the oh, yeah. chihuahua for, oh. for, years. The chihuahua for years. I mean, for years. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, that was the Taco Bell dog, you know? And it's just yeah. like, but it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't have made sense to put a Scottish Terrier as the Taco Bell dog. I mean, again, we're pushing boundaries a little bit here. But, it's, uh, you know, and I think it's more forgiving, like Andrew said, because they're animals. 
and it's it helps that one of the states of Mexico is Chihuahua. Also. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, so, I just like, yeah. Yeah, and like summary, we we understand why they did it, but we think that some of it was not very tasteful, did, did, yes. and they they didn't have to do it like so hard on some areas. Yep. Yep. And yep. a re-clarification, I do not think that the Native Americans and Peter Pan are okay in any way. I hope that that did not come across. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I think, think we sufficiently covered that. Oh, yep. for sure. Let's jump into Lady yeah. of the Tramp, 1955. Mm-hmm. Time to take a turn off of Racism Road. Now. Yes. Thank goodness. <gasps> I hate that detour. Um, <laughs> uh, so we start, and it is Christmas morning, and Jim Deere gives Darling a gift, and it's a hat box. And she opens it up, and it is a little cocker spaniel, and it is Lady as a puppy. Cutest thing. You forgot yes. the quote at the beginning of the movie. Come on, man. Don't worry, I've written it down. <laughs> okay. Thank you for fixing my mistake, Amanda. Yeah, well, I just, I really loved the quote, so I just was like, we gotta talk don't about remember it. Okay. it. So the quote, it's by Josh Billings, and it says, In the whole history of the world, there is but one thing that money cannot buy to wit the wag of a dog's tail. So it is to all dogs, be they ladies or tramps, that this picture is respectfully dedicated. Yes. I, I, I remember that. That I was cute. That. So Abby Impressive. and Madeline and myself watched this movie probably over a week ago because we ended up having to record this a week later than normal. Right. So um, I have written down some plot points, but uh, if I forget something, uh, just bear with me. I'll point it, it out. Has, no, I'm just kidding. Think, I, <laughs> I, it has been a, a little bit. So, the quote, Then Jim Deere gives Darling the dog. Um, no, and then, great, great, great Christmas present. Always get your significant other uh, an animal that actually requires, you know, care and and, and uh, <laughs> it's a financial and, and lifestyle decision. Great idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, hey, I know we didn't talk about this before, but... <laughs> Here you go. Here's a living, breathing thing you have to now keep alive. And then we see the joys yeah. of trying to live with a new puppy. They put Lady in the, the the room with the furnace to keep Lady warm, and Lady decides she would rather whine mm-hmm. because she wants to be with them. Okay. And Did you guys notice, like, this scene is where I really started paying attention, and maybe it's just because I was really, like, focused on taking notes, and I was like, I have to impress them. But, like, like <laughs> do, you, do you... The sound effects in this movie... We're like so good. primo. You know what I'm saying? Dog like on my couch. All of the dog sounds. Like, whenever, whenever Lady started whining, was just like tilting yeah. his head, like trying to figure out where yeah. it was coming from. And like she, her scratching at the door, and like the pushing of the chair, and then her like cute little music that plays as she's tumbling up the stairs, trying to like my find the musicality step. was so good. It my wife like, has a Furbo machine, which is one of those little pet home cameras you can keep in your house to keep an eye on your animals and shoot treats out at it and it's connected to our phone so whenever our dog barks she'll get a notification that says your dog is barking and whenever lady was whining she got a notification that said your dog is, is <laughs> making noise also radar was watching the tv nice. during that part he was he he was he likes to watch tv with us and he was definitely looking at the tv at lady so 
but Lady awesome. ends up getting yeah, upstairs, just... and then they put her back down there and block it with a door, uh, block the door with a chair, and then chair. she still manages to get out. And so finally, they say just for tonight. Mm-hmm. And then the best transition ever. Mm-hmm. She's now six months old and a, yep. a much larger dog, and she's <laughs> still sleeping on the bed with them. Still sleeping on the bed. Incredibly accurate. First of all, yeah. a dog it's will so learn. Oh, if I can whine and get their attention, I will. Oh, yeah. and, and you see Lady like, smiling as she's whining. She's like, "Yes, it's working. I hear footsteps." Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's so true to life. Yeah, it's so, it's so true. It's so Any person who's like, my dog's not allowed on whatever piece of furniture, they're kidding themselves. Y- you will break. You will break. Yeah. They it will be allowed. Me of, yeah. uh, one of our dogs we used to have, Buddy. When we first, like, when we first got him, mom and dad kept him in uh, a little kennel in their bathroom, and he was just whining like all night. And I don't remember why, but mom was like, I, I can't listen to this anymore. And brought him into my room, and she set down the crate and went to leave, and he shut up. <laughs> he just stopped whining, and she was like, are you serious? And I was like, good night, mom. And you should probably put it in and your slowly room, because your room was the farthest away from theirs. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But he, he, he loved me. the fact me. that he was Buddy's I favorite. Am. But just slowly over time, Mom broke down to where he didn't have to sleep in the crate anymore and got nope. to sleep on my bed with me. <laughs> nope. Uh, it's such a good picture of dogs. Um, and then you just see a normal morning in the life of Lady as she tries to get Jim Deere up, and she goes and gets the newspaper. The funniest thing to me. Oh my the gosh. funniest thing yes. to me was uh, was her getting him getting up and go. Can we teach this dog about Sundays? Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then after that, the when she gets the newspaper and it's all crumpled in the door, and he's just like, you know, <laughs> since we've gotten Lady, we see less and less disturbing headlines. I want to express my concern that they gave this dog coffee. And oh my god! Yeah. 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 Coffee and donuts. And a donut. and a donut, like yeah. this is not good. <laughs> that dog has it good. To quote myself, they gave a uh, zoomy, hyperactive dog caffeine, coffee. let alone coffee. Yeah, probably oh, not the best yep. decision. If they do that like every morning, I don't know how Lady is still healthy. I'm, yeah, I'd be concerned. But I also love that she puts the tulip up backwards. Or upside down. Oh, I yeah. love that. Upside That's down. So like, she's like, I've got to fix this. Like, she's aware she did it wrong, but yeah. does not know the right way to fix right. it. Oh, that looks good. And, and I do like the foreshadowing so of the rat. Yeah. Yes, you see yeah. the rat. Played in very and then this well. is when you meet uh, Jock and Trusty as well, because is it now or is it in a little bit when she gets her collar? It's when she gets it her collar. It was now. It was before you see Jock and Trusty. She goes no, I'm saying, is it, is it yeah, now she, that she, she gets, gets her collar, so or is it in a little She gets her license, yes. She, no, she gets it now, and then we, the next scene is Jacques bearing the bones, and that's when she goes and shows Yeah, and she's because she's going to show him mm-hmm. her new license. Mm-hmm. That's right, yep. that's right. So she gets it now. And him trying to keep his bones hidden while talking to her <laughs> is just so great. I know, he's like sweeping he's like his trying little back to leg, and then his other little back leg. <laughs> 
It's, I love it's the little song so he's singing with the directions on how to get to his like little. Stock it's the most <laughs> Scottish thing I've heard, and I kind it's of love so it. Like, in the bunny bunny banks of the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hears "lady," and he's like, "No." Yep. I love how whenever she mentions no. Trusty, he's immediately like, "Yes, yes, we need to go to him immediately." Absolutely. He'll be upset, you know, to try if to get you, her away from his secret. If he was spy. a human, sensitive about these things. If he was a human, he would have been pushing her out like okay yeah you go exactly. go <laughs> and then we meet trust trying desperately who, yes. to lock his vault okay Trusty has the running joke of did i tell you about this and them saying yes you did so trusty okay first of all again we're stereotyping he's a hound dog he's from the south and he was um you know uh, getting the inmates you know or uh, tracking down the inmates right mm-hmm did anybody right. else notice that the caterpillar was black and white stripes? I like what did, the animates would have worn? No color. Look like yeah, animate. like I was like, and then he's like, you know, it was following so the caterpillar. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and oh, the caterpillar yeah. striped black the and white like the animates like, would have been. Out. I thought that was <laughs> awesome. I had never noticed before, and then I was just like, oh so, snap. Also, I did yeah, like I mean, whenever Trusty was describing like the person that he was sniffing out. And he, um, so it was like six feet tall, and the caterpillar was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Which way did he go? Yeah. Which way did he go? And like, oh, and also, I like the differences in their houses. Like, his is an old southern style, a little run down, like kind style. of like, um, what is it? Uh, uh, the Scarlet, what's that Scarlet movie? Um, oh, God, that famous uh, southern movie. Oh, um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? No. Okay. Miss Scarlet. Miss. Oh, oh. Gone with oh the wind. Gosh. Gone with the wind. Gone. Yes. It kind of yes. had that kind of structure Scarlet, vibe, okay. you know. I was going to say Little House on the Prairie, but that was yeah. But it, the house had that structure, and then like Lady's house is super nice and Victorian and like proper and like whatever. They're a young Victorian couple, and I'm, I mean we never see his owners, but I assume like they're an older couple, you know. But yeah, I just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I like I liked the shift. The shift. So two things. So. Two things about Trusty. First of all. He sounds like Benoit Blanc from uh, from uh, uh, Knives Out, the Southern detective played by Daniel oh, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Southern accent. It sounds like him. I, I love can, that. Yeah, I also, his grandfather is named Old Reliable. While he's Old trusty, reliable. it's yeah. like, both ways yeah. of saying uh, it's. It's. I find that I that cracked me up. That I actually just made that connection. Yeah. It's and that's what I talks. love. It never draws attention to it, but it's like it's subtle yeah. but funny. I love it. And, um, and so much uh, of the movie Jacques is only... like that, where it's subtle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and just mm-hmm. and just the way he's like the greatest honor a man can bestow upon, or you know, whatever, <laughs> like can bestow yeah. the license, and he's like all super proud, you know, and stuff like that. I just love it. I and, love him. Uh, <laughs> he's honestly this entire trio is great. Jacques only ever calls Lady them. Lassie because that's how mm-hmm. somebody from Scotland would say Lady. Yeah. It's oh, Miss And he's always saying ma'am. Miss Lady yeah. Ma'am. I, I, I love, love how much Jock and Trusty love Lady. Like how much oh, they respect yeah. her. Yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. much like a new kid on the block. They take her up, but then it's like they, they genuinely enjoy the, uh, enjoy her. Just yeah. they each have their own defined personality, and you can see how like beside like, you can see how they got introduced by they lived on the same block. But also, it's like no, you see how they're still friends. I'm sure there are other dogs around here that exist, but 
but they don't hang out with them because they they know each other. Mm-hmm. They they are friends together mm-hmm. and they work. Sure, they they're they homies. they're like, yeah, he lost his scent, but don't don't tell him it would hurt. I apologize. It's starting to like thunderstorm here, so if you guys hear any like rumbling, it's not the cats fighting. If it's you hear rumbling, the it's the fi- fireworks. Okay. Completely, totally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I also liked about this is how indistinguishable it is to, as to where in the world this takes place. Yes. I because like there's lot. so many accents throughout yeah. the movie, and like you were saying, each dog and each family has a different like aesthetic to their house yes. and their their everything. So this, this could take place anywhere. anywhere. There's an Italian restaurant, but there's other stuff. And did we notice? Like, and there's like the junk yards. Did you notice like the like dozen posters of the circus? Like like they were old posters, but like some of them are ripped a little bit, some of them are whatever, and none of them specifically say Dumbo, but since Dumbo came before this, it's just interesting to me that like on the fences and stuff and on the walls you see like old circus posters, like the circus is coming to town. So it's like again, Dumbo never distinguishes really like it where it's that. going. But like and and again I couldn't find anything like reading up on it or whatever. They but it's like I just saw circus posters all over the town and I'm like, that's the big entertainment that's coming to town. It may yeah, no, for a town like this that makes that. sense. Mm-hmm. I will say cool. Timothy Q Mouse would absolutely fit in with Jock and Trust. Oh my gosh, they yes. would be the best. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, for sure. Yep. For sure. Uh, so Lady shows her new license to Jock and Trusty and we're introduced to them. Um, and then I believe it's right around now where we cut to Tramp. Yeah, she runs home first um, and does like, did anybody notice the like Pepsi Pepsi AC tablet that he gives her as a treat. Like yeah. that always like, what bothered me. I'm like, what is this, this pink round pink thing on her? I'm nose. like, is that bubblegum? Supposed to be like a dog. Are you fish? giving yeah. her bubblegum? Right. Yeah. I'm hoping it's just a gourmet. Well, they gave her coffee. It, so they I, my much. actual theory is that it's like That's a macaroon true. or something. But like, yeah. even then, uh, I'm like, should you be giving that to a dog? Yeah, <laughs> I just. I, it's always bothered me. I don't even know. Even as a kid, I was like, are they giving her candy? Like, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's a little odd. I'd, I'd forgotten about that, though. It anyway, shows sorry, that she typically train, does. Train tracks. Like I always, easily I be, always be thought it was a rubber ball, just like a little thing to balance on her nose, but then she ate it. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't seem safe. Sorry, okay. I dropped the thing that I drop every episode. No. Your pencil? You, know you can find it later. It's fine. Um... So then we cut to Tramp, and he is, uh, he frees uh, Peg and Tuffy from the dog catcher's truck. And then the dog catcher chases after Tramp, and he is running around. Well, first he's at the train tracks, and he, he wakes up, and then he ends up seeing the yeah, dog get, catcher. And then he gets breakfast. Around. Yeah, gets breakfast and is walking around just enjoying his life off the leash. Then he frees them from the dog catcher. And then he makes it to Snob Hill. Yeah, he does. He ends <laughs> up in, in Snobby section and ends up walking right past Lady's backyard as he hears her talking to them because she is confused. She doesn't know what she did, but she feels like she's in trouble. And this is the first moment the Pouty Princess comes into play. <laughs> yes, this is our first Pouty Princess. <laughs> She tells them that I don't know she if you could tell how trouble. excited Amanda was to be able to uh, call out the pouty princess. I really uh, she, so she took great joy in it. She's just excited <laughs> to be here. Yeah, I really um, am. 
Lady thinks she's in trouble because <clears throat> Darling didn't take her on her walk, and Jim Deer didn't look at her. Greet her like he normally He called her that dog. He, he didn't greet her. He called her that dog, and he popped her. Um, no. Mrs. Uh, Darling yep. does. Oh, Darling she steals the right. knitting. She's messing she steals with the, the yarn and starts yeah. unraveling the socks. She's trying to knit, and Lady plays with the yarn ball. Mm-hmm. And um, because she was called that dog, she's just very unsure as to what she did wrong. And Jock and Trusty are just trying not to laugh because they've seen all the signs. Because they, it's implied that they have older house. owners, so they've seen mm-hmm. that. And so they tell her, right. well, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just that your darling is going to have a baby. And mm-hmm. the lady's like, well, what's a baby? And that's <laughs> when Tramp comes in and he starts talking about I love about his exp- explanation of yeah. everything. And, and the animation um, in between it. Like that warm yes. spot by the fire, a leaky, you know, doghouse dog dog or whatever. Yeah, and dog like the house. transitions were nice. So I, 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 I think, like, I, I, think I talked about this. That's my favorite thing. Tramp, I love Tramp so much because immediately you so already good. got some of his character whenever he was uh, messing with the dog catcher, his interactions with the the the, uh, the Italians. Um, uh, but like here, you really get to see him play. You get to see him his character work as he is. He is a charismatic and suave character that really knows how to get his point across. Whether or not everybody agrees with him, I compared it to. I I, I, I joked about this during the um, during the the voice cast part, but he reminds me so much of Flynn Rider from Tangled, where it's very much. He's the I dog will, version will, of Flynn Rider. He's the dog version of Flynn Rider, where he will he will play like, up to Flynn wherever needs like. Also... Oh, you poor thing. Well, I suppose I'll have to explain everything to you. Here comes the smolder. Yeah. Well, he's kind of like a salesman. Yeah. You know, they're both salesmen. I will get they into that later. To... <laughs> I will get into the salesman okay. later because I. Say so also. All right. I when I was younger, I didn't realize why he was called Tramp, and now I do. And now you do. <laughs> I, I just I thought it meant just like because oh, of you Lulu know, and Phoebe he's a and he's a, he's a bad person, but I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ladies, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Literally. But Funny. now, by the end of the movie, he's just ladies, man. Mike Mic drop. No, it's expensive. Don't drop these mics. They're too expensive. <laughs> um, so basically, Tramp tells Lady all the, the incorrect things about a baby and gets her really nervous. And so is basically telling her all the bad things that are about to And lady happening. so lady's like lady's really I'm timid sorry. about the I'm rest sorry. of darling's pregnancy. That's okay. Lady's really timid throughout the rest of darling's pregnancy like she's just really nervous about mm-hmm. about everything. And then well one, you and you end up getting the the scene that I mentioned earlier where Jim Deere has to go out to get watermelon and chop suey in the snowstorm. Well, it's funny how he's hanging up like boy stuff and she's writing down girl names, you know, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. they're both doing like the opposite. But then like um if you notice Lady spends a lot of time downstairs in the kitchen later on I I'm, I'm jumping a little bit when the baby is born, she's not she's no longer like sleeping in the bed. 
Do you notice yeah, that? Yeah, she sleeps in her dog bed. Because in the kitchen, she and was then in she makes her dog bed. Walk. Yeah. She, she was in her dog bed whenever Jim Deere went to go get the watermelon right. and chop suey. So yes. even before yeah. the baby was born, she, she was, was already having already not kicked to the bed curb. with him. Yeah. And some of what I noticed, it didn't seem she was as much, like, nervous, but just confused. Yeah. Because she, she, knew, she yeah. knew the reason why this was all happening was because of this so-called baby that she didn't know it was. But now, like, that more and more strange things were going on, she was like, what on earth? Like, what is a baby? Yeah. Like, well, and, what's making this and happen? And then you see that the baby was born because you see the doctor leaving and Jim Deere's <laughs> sprinting around. I love, I love the doctor's leaving and, and John Deere He says, Deere doctor, it's a boy. So happy, yeah. Jim Deere. Yeah, he's like, it's a boy. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I like during the he just delivered. That the was baby. the funniest thing to me. Specifically, I think the line was, "It's a boy, doctor." Yeah, well, and I like it yeah. at he's the baby on shower. I don't remember the doctor's name, but they're like, "Old Doc Jones has never lost a father yet," like or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> also, just the the difference between the ladies. No, no, you look wonderful. You're glowing. Everything and the men just like I was, you tell- look terrible, I was telling man. John yeah. the other day. I forgot about that at the baby bro. shower. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good scene. But the baby's finally born, and you're first introduced to the idea of Aunt Sarah because Jim is on the phone with Aunt Sarah telling her that the baby was born. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't know if it's immediately, but you end up having Lady take the long walk up the stairs. It's kind of a song where she's like monologuing to herself in her brain about what is a baby. Yeah, that's, yeah, Yeah, it's after the phone call, but before Aunt Sarah actually visits. She makes the trek yeah, up and there, so, and that's the Lalalu song. Yes, so Lady ends up going in there, and she finally gets to see the baby. Adam, were you saying something? I was going oh, to okay. in a minute. Lady finally sees the baby, and is very confused because it looks mushy. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? That, that is the most terrifying looking scary. baby I have I'm ever gonna, seen. I'm going to say something unpopular is, opinion. I don't really care for Darling's musical boys. <gasps> mm, okay. It's not the best. Actually, my opinion is kind of, of unpopular. I in the car, so it was hard to really hear a lot of the singing voices through the, the car speakers. And then, like, uh, I know it was supposed to be like a quartet of howling dogs here in a little bit when they're in the pound, but all I could hear, I will get to all that. I could hear was I just get howls. It, you, I could not hear the harmonizing or anything, and I was just like, "This is torture." <laughs> Sorry. So this song, when Lady sees the baby, Darling is singing to the baby this lullaby, and it's La La Lu. And mild spoilers: this is actually my favorite song in the movie. Yikes. <laughs> I, I'm fully aware that that is a very unpopular opinion, but as I talked about in Dumbo, I have a big soft spot in my heart for lullabies. I adore a good lullaby. I don't know what it is, but they just always make me emotional. I love them. Okay, so, okay. This, it's, this a short, actually, it's a short song, but it's quote, really, really sweet to To me. quote the siblings, that's fair. <laughs> You I all say it. You say it all the time. You all say, that's fair. I have infected <laughs> all of you. And you know what? But, uh, that's fair. <laughs> there it is. This, uh, th- this part this part was a little hard for me. I, I started tearing up a little bit in yeah. the car. I was I wondering about that. 
I I just I got quiet and Angela looks over at me while she's driving and I was like, this movie's stupid. <laughs> she's like, she's so laughing. She's like, I know, sweetie, I know. Oh. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying. I know, no, it's I'm hilarious. It's fine. I have this my moments. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that that was that was a little difficult. But yeah, yeah that's just you yeah. know. And I'm tr- I'm trying not to point it out every single time there's a it's baby okay. born in a you movie. You know what? I, but, I feel you know. that way with the mother scenes, like because. You know, I lost my mom this past year, oh, so like yeah. Dumbo's scene mm. was really hard oh, for my me gosh. when she yeah. was rocking him because she couldn't be with him, and I was like, "Keep it together, Amanda!" Like, so <laughs> I get it. Like those, yeah. like the mother-child mm-hmm. scenes are very hard. So Disney, yeah, Disney knows how to strike some heartstrings. That's for sure. <laughs> they do. They mm-hmm. do. Amanda, you and I are gonna bond over our uh, yes. our trauma. Yes, there. we are. Yep. <laughs> Yep. We'll uh, have a but, we'll have a cry sesh. Adam and I will have our our you know duking it out fest. Our vent and then sesh. We can yeah. have our cry fest, and then I still got to figure out what I'm going to do. I was like, what do we get? I know. I was going to say, well, Abby and I can have the Amanda and I already fest. had ours. We had our nerd fest with our fun facts. We I was going to say, yeah, so and then I was going to say, Aaron and I can have the nerd the nerd fest, and then Abby and I can have the chill fest. I'll look over those Disney earrings with you. Yeah, see, we'll just, yeah. like, video call when we're watching the movies for the podcast and just ball our eyes yeah. out together. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay, so, anyways. Also, um, we had a boy, and yet everything was pink. And that's everything because was, Darling like, was hoping for a girl. like, girly looking. Hey. <laughs> also, pink that. can be manly, too. Also, Lacy, what? pink, ribbons, everything. In 1950s? <laughs> why were the, like, milk jugs triangular? Like <laughs> they looked like something out of a mad science lab. Like, they all did. I, all like, I can imagine is like that's just how it was at that those, point. Those, but that was it those was, did I not agree. look like baby bottles. No. They looked like chemistry. Yeah, and I was just like, I was exactly. Like, I was like, I, was like she, I don't know. She can't be putting milk into those, right? <laughs> at first, I thought I had it was... no idea. I didn't know. I was completely lost. I'm sorry. At first, I, I thought it was know, like an man. old-fashioned was weird. milk pump. Yeah, and then I realized I it was thinking. glass, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" Because like, at first I was like, "Well, I guess that would make really sense." Long tube, but I was like, well, "I don't know." So I don't that's know. what I thought at first, but then <laughs> one of them looked glass, and I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. this isn't right." But anyways, <laughs> I digress. We're gonna keep going. All right, um, here we go. So seeing the baby and seeing how happy Darling was with the baby, all of Lady's fears and concerns melted away. I really liked happy. when Jim Deere picked her up. I did too. Because then it was sweet. like they're actually including her in that life again. She realized and that she wasn't. She wasn't was forgotten. <laughs> so oh, cute. Was so cute. Yeah. So good. And then we immediately cut to. They don't tell us why, but Jim Deere and Darling have to leave for a short trip. I love and the look Lady gives them. Like, and they're like, well, she's mad. She thinks we're abandoning him. <laughs> And she's like looking at him, like, where is she? She's like genuinely angry. Where do you think you're going (laughs) at this time of night? (laughs) Starting starting apps in Paris already, okay? All right. Usually they at least wait till they're teenagers. That's fine. Thus enters Aunt Sarah. Oh, man. I want Aunt Sarah in Disney Villainous. I just need to put that out there. Aunt Sarah's the worst Disney villain. Your allies would be Cy and Am. I mean, there you go. I am going to defend Aunt Sarah. <gasps> I hate you, Adam. Sweet Lord, here we go. <laughs> I want Wait, you to. I want I you need all to mentally prepare. To, I'm ready. Okay. 
All right, yeah, mentally prepare yourself. But I want you to all put yourself in a mindset for a second. You don't know the situation. All you know is as you go up the stairs to see your nephew that you have been so excited to see, so excited to meet, the dog, which bolted up the stairs, ran up, jumps up immediately next to the baby. Very much wagging tail, very much excitable. You don't know the rules. You don't know. You All you know is, okay, this dog is getting very excited and looking over excitedly. That's a, okay, cool, we may be jumping. No, 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 we're going downstairs. We're not doing this. You're, you're not in here. She comes down to large crashes to see her cats wailing on the ground. Okay, but you don't muzzle another person's dog. Huh? You don't muzzle another person's dog. I do not have a defense for that. That is that is a bit too far. I will agree with the, the muzzling is a bit She too doesn't far. even go looking for her when she runs away. Adam, she doesn't. Oh well, I guess we she's gone. That. We don't know Adam, if she doesn't. She doesn't, her doesn't stretch if I have she ever doesn't. heard one. <laughs> Listen, from my like, perspective. That is, okay, considering she takes her cats everywhere she goes, because you know she does. If she thinks that they don't take the dog everywhere they go. Is a stretch. If she doesn't also, seem to ask okay, them about so the cats, I think and that's just actually a cat. very. Sorry. Go ahead, Abby. Said so if she seems to think that it's okay to have the cats all over the place, then why would she be concerned about the rules when it comes to the dog? Right. She does not let the 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 cats never go upstairs. Yes, they do. And yes, that they she carries them upstairs. up, and then they do the hook behind the her back. Until that happens, she does not take the cat. Dang it, Adam! You're wrong. Their protection. Only, only because no, she no, was so, no, only, only because she was so excited to see the nephew, she threw all of her stuff down and ran up the stairs. Yeah, I mean they could have come out of the basket, and they did at any point. So it's like she put the basket hey, down. She would have let them, them in the basket. If you own a dog and somebody is going to house sit and dog sit for you and babysit, of course, you tell them what the dog is and isn't allowed to do. I agree. That is on the that is on the owners. That is their fault, not hers. I and I also think because she rushed them out the door as soon as she got there. She's like, yeah, no, 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 get out of here. Go. I don't care. I want to see my nephew. Go, go find your train. Whatever. She did this not give them a chance. This still should have been something that was either previously discussed or there should have been a note. And you don't know that Boom! Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, you don't know that it did. Boom. Equally mic dropped. Now, <laughs> and we're going to keep going on with the scores. Boom. My last point of defense. You brought up how she, uh, she, she brings her cats everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she would so, uh, expect them to do the same with the dog. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They specifically didn't bring the dog with them. So we don't know if, the, if she, in her mind, is very much more on the thing of... All right, if they don't bring the dog everywhere, then that probably means this dog is uh, a little more, a little uh, down a tier. It's a stretch. If that makes sense. It's a stretch. I 100% agree. I just think for her being called some of the most evil, I think that's also a stretch. Adam, I see your point. This is also coming from some very I understand what you are talking about. But you were completely Don't wrong. say you're wrong. Don't say you're wrong. You know, That's a different opinion. Okay. You cannot call me wrong. I have been pretty silent throughout this because I just, I keep my, I, I don't keep my opinion to myself, but so I wanted to wait. Ever done that. Amanda and I are so adamant because. No, because you have cats and dogs. Because, 
We have cats. We are cat people. I mean, I'm a cat and dog person. Amanda seems to be a cat I, person. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cat and dog person too, but and, I prefer cats. Aunt Sarah having cats is fine. Aunt Sarah having the cats there is fine. Mm-hmm. Aunt Sarah having demonic cats? Yeah. That's not okay. Because also, <laughs> Those cats the are demons. Aaron, your Very cat happy. just peed in front of its little <laughs> <ass> bird. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Adam, it's too soon. How dare you, sir? Soon, Adam. You cannot. My point is, you cannot control what the cats do. Does that make you love the cat any less? How dare you compare Milo to a Siamese cat? (laughs) But also, can we talk about the amount of damage those cats did? Oh my god! Like, if I were Jimmy and Darling, I would have been. Pissed when I got home. Furious. I also want to make sure I am clear. I am not defending the cl- the cats for a second. Those are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, and that's why I think Aunt Sarah's a monster because she has those cats. Okay. Those okay. Cats wait, are wait, 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 wait. She has no wait, control over them. It goes them. back to okay. You know, in a hundred. Okay, I guess it doesn't go back to. It goes to the future of you know, in a hundred and one Dalmatians, where the dog matches their owner. These cats match their owner. Boom! Yes! Mic Mike drop. Drop. Mike Mike drop. I disagree. No, you don't. We, oh my gosh. Okay, everybody stop. They are clearly manipulating Adam, stop. her. No, I can I'm allowed to say my piece. She changed. This podcast is already two hours long. Because she uh, what? The podcast is already at two hours. I know, and you guys just need to drop this and accept I'm right. Well, it's we're gonna keep moving. One, so, so anyway, we're moving on. What <laughs> happened? What had happened was, lady tries to go see the baby, and Aunt Sarah's like, absolutely not. And so Aunt Sarah puts her downstairs, and then the cats come out and sing this song about how they're Siamese cats, um, and they destroy everything trying to eat a fish and, and the then they attempt to go. The they hear that the baby's crying, and so they're like, oh, you know what? There's a baby that means there's milk. Let's go. And then mm-hmm. Lady, seeing the cats try to eat the bird and the fish, is like, oh my gosh, it's going to eat the baby. The so Lady does what she should and protects. And then the cats fake an injury to put all of the damage on Lady instead. And so Aunt Sarah takes Lady to the pet store she and takes puts a, a muzzle who on not her. hers to muzzle. And then Which, as I said as before, she's walking I have no with her. She's completely like limp in her arms, not aggressive in any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? Lady's not an aggressive she, dog. She puts her on the counter and she sits like it's just like she's a well-trained dog. And it's like I need to muzzle this creature. Like, and the guy's just like I and he puts a muzzle on. <laughs> My defense for her for her ended the second she was beginning to walk in the the, the pet store. I got nothing for this. I got nothing for this. Well, <laughs> Lady ends up escaping, and. Ends up running into Tramp. Fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on whom's perspective you're looking through. Um, And Tramp is like, man, I need to help you get out of this thing. So he takes her to the zoo, thinking there's plenty of different animals. One of them has got to be equipped enough to get this thing off. I love this banter between the policeman, this the 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 so guy, the, the scholar, and then Tramp. How Tramp and he's whistles so and like, and he's like, rrr, 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 and like, and then like hops in his arms, and it's just like, you know, and then he bites the police <laughs> officer. He's like, pull a knife on me, will you? <laughs> like, just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is playing Concealed them both weapons, like huh? a yeah. fiddle. Like, it, oh my god. It was god. That police officer this. was just looking for an excuse to try to put the beat down on somebody. <laughs> he's, like, so he's like, can't you read? He's like, yes, in fact, in multiple languages. Like, it's just oh, like, smart guy, oh my guy, guy, huh? <laughs> and then Tramp's so casual, he walks with Lady into the zoo and he says, yeah. and now we got free reign in the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, okay. And so, it was his, but it, everything Tramp does there, where he is completely playing along, looking like he's defending his master, <laughs> and like uh, very much just loving this guy. We're here to play, yeah. me and my master. And that poor guy is just oblivious crazy. to the whole thing. Okay, so it's I want to. So I want to bring up something real quick as we're going into the zoo because it kind of ties into this. I know we're are, we're crunching for time here, but this is important <laughs> in a lot of Disney movies. Like for instance, Cinderella. I have beef with this particular choice that Disney makes in their animated movies, and I'll explain. In the zoo, some of the animals talk, and some of them don't, okay? And now I know the joke, like, the monkeys know they wouldn't understand they're too closely related to humans. Like, I get that. That's funny. Like, you know, whatever. That was stupid, and I kind of thought it was Yeah, the hyenas, they're, you know, laughing, whatever. The rat in uh lady and the tramp doesn't speak ever the alley dogs don't ever speak you'd think tramp could just be like hey back off she's my lady and they're like oh sorry man my bad like you know and like we're <laughs> off but they don't talk but like i wanted to bring it up in cinderella the mice speak but the birds don't <laughs> like and Bruno why yeah that does why you know to bring up, uh, especially the ones in Lady of the Tramp, to quote my roommate, no, you don't understand. They look evil. <laughs> evil I things just, can't talk. Yeah, I, I just don't understand why Disney chooses that. I get it. You know, again, it's like, it's an easy, it's, it makes it easier to film and make and like whatever. You don't have to have all these voices and these actors to and things like that. Choice. But I'm like, but okay, so the birds and the mice both help make the dress, but the mice are the only ones that speak? Like... You know what I'm saying? Like it's so yeah, just the it bothers of me. What animals can and can't talk. The mice have it's teeth. The birds weird. don't. Do what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have seen people with surprisingly few teeth still talk. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so I just would like to point this out. Like moving forward in future animation films, like can we just? Acknowledge the fact that Disney doesn't give all their animals voices, you know? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. even look at, like, Pluto and Goofy. They're both dogs. Yes. But Goofy can talk and Pluto can't. Right. Pluto walks and around all fours. And why is Pluto Goofy a wears pet? Clothes. And Goofy's not a pet. Like, exactly. It makes yes. The many sense. mysteries of the Walt Disney Company that we will probably never have answers to. Oh, man. Things that Regardless. keep <laughs> So we end up getting to, well, we have the alligator. That almost bites Lady's Say head Al. off. <laughs> Say yeah, Tramp Al. Is like, Tramp's like, hey, you want to just like uh, snap this off real quick? And he's like, sure thing. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Never mind. And then we and get then to our favorite guy. Mr. Beaver. Me. Yeah. Mr. Beaver. He's I awesome. love him. 
And this is where I think it shows off best what Amanda was talking about earlier, how he is a salesman. Yes. He is absolutely like yes. a traveling salesman trying to sell snake oil. Glad you asked, yeah, friend. Like Glad vacuum, you asked. Uh, vacuum cleaner salesmen that would go door to door. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. And I love the part where he's like, well, now hang on. We got to we gotta wait to see about pricing. And Lady goes, it's a free sample. And the look on Tramp's face, is he just like, yes, yes, she's playing along. Is she learned. It's perfect. I love it. It's such this a good scene. This entire scene is wonderful. And the, the Beaver's a fun character to begin with. Him, like, you can tell, like, the way he's immediately like, well, it's simple. This is a log puller. You simply hook this around, use this nifty feature right here. Uh, the new and improved uh, log puller. It's great the way he uses it to uh, get it off, even though he absolutely uh, snapped the wrong part, but that's fine. It's fine. We're um, just going to look past it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it. And this I love show. when he talks and the water comes out. It works so well. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just great. Because you think, this beaver's dead. <laughs> like, there's, no one survives that kind of fall. <laughs> like, but he's fine. <laughs> He's great, and you know what? He's probably going to do it a lot more times because he seemed to enjoy it. (laughs) Yes. But yes. Okay. So Lady is now free from her muzzle and ends up just deciding to enjoy a little bit of time with Tramp. He shows her what life can be like off the leash. So he takes her around. They go to Tony's. Well, I do. Spaghetti day. I do like how he shows her his house of of the day, like for the. I love that. And he does each accent, you know, for each family, Mm -hmm. and like tells her his pet name and all that. That's fun. That's kind of. I really like that, and really gives him depth of yeah. No, he is so afraid of being committed to anything and having something bad happen. Mm That he is very much like, I will take on any persona I need to to get what I need for the day and move on. Yeah, yeah. like no two families know him by the same name. Even the guys at Tony's have a different name mm-hmm. for him, and it's Butch. Yeah, they call him Butch. Butch. And then mm-hmm. I, one of them, he's like little Mike mm-hmm. or whatever, and then I, at the, I don't remember what the other one was, yeah. but yeah. And I like how Tony, when he's like, you know, asking him what he wants to eat, he's like, you know, rrr, rrr, rrr. and then he's just like, how do you, how do you know? And he's like, he's a talking to me. Like, uh, he's a Tony. Uh, but, don't uh, don't talk. talk. He's a talking to, talk to, to me. I love the relationship. Died at that part. <laughs> that was the funniest. Okay, okay, so he's a talking to me. And he's like, mama mia. <laughs> and so it like reminds him of Mario and Luigi. A little yeah. bit. It's or, like Mario and Luigi. Or added two personalities. I love the chemistry hey! between Tony and Joe. It's just, it's hysterical because Tony's like all in. He's the Abby. He's like the, yes, let's get everything to help this dog's relationship work. And hey, Joe's, Joe's like, like are you for real? <laughs> he's like, we have this entire restaurant yeah, here. You want me to give this front, full right? spaghetti meal? He's like, you should be giving the leftover bones. And Tony's like, nah, man, full spaghetti and meatballs. Get a candle up and there. And Joe's just like, <laughs> Meanwhile, okay. Joe's trying to help run the business. And then they have the concertina. They even have the breadsticks. And wine. <laughs> and Tony's like, man, I am the ultimate wingman for this dog. I got you. And I love that they said, oh, you got yourself a Joe's Spanish like, girl. The cocker Spanish girl. That's so good. And so this is the Bella Note song. It's just such a famous song. It is definitely the this is this is the scene that has made Lady in the Tramp so known. So 
this scene is has just become so widely recognized and known. It is iconic. Iconic. That's the word. Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Um, it is. I mean, it's it's up there with some of the most recognizable movie motifs of all time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that Lady in the Tramp is well known. Um, anyways, they have this date, and then they end up falling asleep on top of a hill. And so the e the J M and the E B in the heart that they put their paw prints in is supposed to be Jim and Elizabeth Brown, and that's assumed to be Jim Deere and Darling. I was oh! wondering. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! I never picked up on that. I figured it was like yeah. the the initials for the voice actors for them or something. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was so, but yeah, like speculation that. is that Jim Deere and Darling actually have names, and it's Jim and Elizabeth Brown. So I wow. love that. I that love that. That is beautiful. Um, so they're still walking around. Lady's trying to get home, but Tramp's trying to convince her to keep staying. Not. And then they see chickens, mm-hmm. and so Tramp is like, well, come with me. I want to teach you how to have fun. So they start chasing chickens, and then a dog catcher shows up. And so they're running from the dog catcher. Which apparently chickens can actually die of fright. And that is illegal, and you can be pre- and pre- uh, charges can be pressed if you do that. Oh. So I think we have a very good Disney loves crime. Oh, there you go. Crime. Yeah. Disney loves crime. Also, I know it's not like technically illegal. I don't think, but it's very wrong. Going back to muzzling a dog that is not yours, and I feel like that's a good candidate for Disney loves crime as well. Sure. I don't think that's technically illegal. Be- I, Adam, I you need to quit defending is, her. But I would. Be <gasps> I'm furious. not. That's not even me defending. I just don't think that's illegal. But I would be furious if somebody that I don't, you know, somebody decided to put a muzzle on my dog. Absolutely. If I did not make that decision, yeah. I, I would. Oh, so. Yep. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um. And next thing you know, Tramp looks around and the lady's nowhere to be seen. And that's because Lady was captured by the dog catcher. And I now she calls her pigeon. I forgot to mention that. I love that he calls her pigeon. It's so cute. Or pigeon. And then we mm-hmm. end up in a Sarah McLaughlin ad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I just kept waiting to hear, In the heart of the angels. Or if it's Christmas, Silent Night. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's Toy Story 2, When She Loved Me. Oh, man. Like, oh my gosh. when that one puppy's, like, oh. crying, and it's like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. And I'm going to jump ahead. Sad. I'm going to jump, uh, jump a little bit, because this, in my opinion, is the worst part of the movie. I think the... Like, not even from, oh, this is the sad. It's like, it does the most wrong things here. I agree with Andrew he, when he, what he was saying earlier about the, the howling happening here. I think it's terrible. I understand what they're going for. I think half the time the dogs are not hitting the pitch right to be able to hear it. So it just sounds like howling, and it's very un- it's annoying like to me. Of noise. Oh, my gosh. We missed, like, two dogs. Uh, the, the wiener dog had a German accent, like a wiener schnitzel. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then the mutt-looking dog had almost like an improper, like, su- it wasn't southerny, but it was like he didn't speak properly. He's like some of the way, some of the way, he, like he would say, like, ain't you know, or something like that. Like he didn't speak proper English, so he didn't seem like he was super well educated. But he's a mutt, like he's a, 
he's not a purebred. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, again, the stereotypes, but it's just, like, it was, we forgot them, because he's, like, one more, one more thing, and we out, or something, and it's just, and we are out. Yeah, it's just really funny. But, like, I, 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 uh, I'll agree with you, Adam, I think that the, uh, like I was saying, just that howling, it's a fun concept, it's a fun idea, to have it, like, a barbershop quartet was not executed well, and it just was noise, Mm -hmm. I didn't like that, that being said, like the thing with the the wiener dog trying to dig out and everything. There was a lot. There's some fun visual gags in here with the different dogs. I, and I, especially because the wiener dog did say like one more chorus oh, and we'll be out. Is. And they're like, yeah. cool again. We'll do it again. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always like, it is fun that the howling On is the down part beat. of their yeah. escape one, plan. Two, yeah. Three. Yeah. <laughs> and then they come in and he has to dig it back up. It works. And can well, we talk but, um, about how it seemed like the Green Mile, where it's just like he's walking right? the Green Mile. Right. And it was like, oh, the dog was that he's going was, through okay, the one way door. That was my biggest problem. That was my biggest problem with this movie. Is like that is, we didn't need that. Adults already already know the dangers of the pound. Kids don't need to know that. It was like that's. I didn't get it, it when was I was so a kid. Good and that's good. Yeah. It was so tonally so like sad. yo, what was that? And we, I yeah. hate that it was nutsy that went and took it. That that went through the one way door and he yeah, it's cause, he was because he didn't realize what was going on. And he was all exactly. like happy and he was also just happy prancing. It's like, yo, don't show me this. I don't need this. This just bummed me I out. I feel like I, this yeah. that part was the one part of humanity that was brought into this movie. You know what I'm saying? Because everything yeah. else mm-hmm. was the perspective of the dogs and like we keep saying it was simplistic it was comforting like there's a story but it wasn't overly complicated and this was like our one hit of reality that brought us back into like the human world for a minute because humans Mm -hmm. are the ones that are putting these animals down you know so it was just like it was like that hard punch of reality for just that split moment i think it was here it's also a good glimpse into tramps view of the world that's what i was gonna say i think that that the purpose of this is to show that lady is beginning to understand why tramp Mm -hmm. is the way that he is because lady up to up till now has had a candy coated version of the world she's been spoiled and she has had it she's had it good but if you notice the way that the dog catchers are talking to the dog they're having to put down Mm -hmm. like they're not happy about it. Like it's no. not like they're they they do not they don't actually portray the dog catchers no. as the villains. They're not the villains. And I they're I don't portrayed in a it. way that the dog would see them as the villains, but if you actually listen to them, they're not. They're just doing their jobs. Yeah, and yeah, I don't no. I don't yeah. think it's unnecessary. I mean, obviously it's a harsh reality, but I I think like what you guys were saying, I think it's kind of necessary because you have to see a little bit of Tramp's past. You know? Yeah. I still think we could get some of that without, like, straight up saying that. It's like, well, it, was, it was a little bit Well, if it wasn't like... in the movie, then Adam couldn't be the wet blanket, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, I, I said it again. Oh, but I, I understand that, Adam. Adam. <laughs> You're still my um, friend after this, right? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see. That will entirely depend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Star Wars is okay. How about that? <laughs> That's all, all I right, need to thank you. <laughs> so this is the point when Lady meets Peg, and we get more backstory on Tramp. Lady learns that she is by far not the first female that Tramp has been interested in. Mm-mm. And that is when Peg comes in with the 
fun little, it's, it's like an old style showgirls kind of song. Mm-hmm. He's a tramp. Mark. It's 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 my a good, favorite it's a part good song. of that song is the bulldog boom 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 rough with the bass boom 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 rough and good. I I don't know why I just love and that. I love how she explains like every every dog to her you know because like obviously lady is way out of her element and like doesn't know any of these other dogs and like they all obviously know each other because I feel like this is probably not the first time they've all been caught or you know, right. in the shelter or whatever, but... I mean, they're working on an escape plan. Yeah. They're like Shawshank Redemption trying to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Their way out. So yeah. clearly they've gotten out of here before. before but they, I, they know what they're doing. I like that Boris is from like a... He's like a Russian philosopher, and he's like talking about <laughs> Tramp's Achilles heel, and he's just, and then I love the Chihuahua. He's like, uh, excuse me, what is an Achilles heel? <laughs> like you know, whatever. And and, he says, what is a chili? Uh, yeah, Achilles heel, and it's just <laughs> and like, like you no, know, no, no. yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's it's great. For Even seven. though it's a lot of caricatures, it's just the characters, all the dogs in the pound. They just it all works really well. They're fun. They're fun, They're fun, and it it the 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 atmosphere of the pound scene is kind of jarring. I will give that to Adam. However, I do think it is necessary and for for driving the the plot of the story and for showing the growth that Lady has personally. I think that 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 scene works. I think I think they could change a few things to make it still work and get that, but I I won't. I, I, yeah. And then Aunt Sarah ends up picking up Lady um, because they she had her new license. So she was able to be Shut up, Adam. Informed. Don't give me that look. I didn't say a word. <laughs> Don't give me that no, look. No, you didn't have to say a word. We saw the smug look on your face. But, uh, yeah, but the audience can't. So I'm just being attacked but, now. No. I'm the victim. No. So. You know who else thought they were the, the victim? Adam thing you've ever said. <laughs> The cats and the cats are manipulative and bad. So exactly, Lady Adam. is tied up to the doghouse outside, and Tramp gets there. And she was talking to Jock and Trusty. And when Tramp gets there, Jock Which, and Trusty off, are like, "I want to rewind just a little bit." Oh, you're right. I totally. There, Jock and Trusty are on their way, and they're talking about, "Hey, we're gonna offer to marry her and get her." That, to I was not prepared for that. Oh, I, I never Which is so I never sweet. considered matrimony. Yeah, neither one. They're like, I've never considered like marriage, but I mean, hey. And he's like, courage, man. Courage. I will say. I had to sit there for a second. Was, I'm like, is that you? It was. Yeah, no, it right, threw me off. That was so sweet. Yeah, it threw me off at first. I was like, oh, okay. But then I was like, but they're offering her like an escape. They're offering her a comfortable home where she'll be appreciated and loved. And like, either way, no matter what happens, we will be friends. Like, we will all be the best of friends. Yeah. It seemed a little, like, creepy and gross at first yeah. before it's like, that. hey, we are doing this as a whatever helps get her in the right situation. But you know, yeah. it kind of it kind of plays on why, you know, how we think that, like, um, dogs' life expectancies are so short because obviously this has not been a long period of time but for them it feels like forever like she's been in this horrible situation forever we're gonna get her out of here you know what i'm saying but it's been like what two days you know yeah but it's (laughs) funny how it's like they act like she's been in this treacherous situation for she was in the slammer for for so so long long. (laughs) and we're gonna get her a better life like you know what i'm saying i thought that was fun but it shows it shows just how much they truly care about her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so they're there and they're in the process of proposing this idea 
to Lady when Tramp shows up and he's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. I was so worried." And she goes off on him. She's like, "I was that was so embarrassing. I cannot believe that you did that to me. I cannot believe that I had to go through that." So, by the awful. way, who's Trixie? And starts <laughs> naming all the girls. He's like, uh, and so she just calls him out. I oh, oh, Trixie, yeah. Oh, Chiquita, you, you, yeah. Oh, oh, oh damn, yeah. Who's no, Chiquita? Chiquita. Because it's it's him trying to save face. He is still trying to. He doesn't know what to do if he does not hold the cards. Mm-hmm. And clearly, right. he's he's on the defensive here. He does not hold the cards. But I feel like usually this is this would be the time where he be he would walk away like okay cool yeah pouty princess I, I don't number care two. I will move on <laughs> mm-hmm. but I also mm-hmm. but also but he it's like this is something he genuinely cares about yeah. so whenever things are being thrown back in his face he's like he doesn't know what to do and, and I, love I love the it. fact that she's lived a shelter life but she sticks up for herself you know what I mean because mm-hmm. you yes. would think like someone who's lived that kind of shelter life like uh, she would act like she would in the pound, like she wouldn't know what to do. But it's like as soon as she's confronted with him, she's like, "No, let me tell you." And like, you know, she calls him out on everything. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. One little detail I might have picked up. I could have misunderstood this whenever I watched it, but something I thought that I picked up on was whenever she was in the shelter and they were talking about, you know, his Achilles heel, talking about like all this, all you know, this stuff with making him the tramp. And he said, but one day he's going to find someone who he wants to shelter and protect mm-hmm. and really, like, care for, and that's what's going to get him thrown in, and that's, like, you know, essentially that's what's going to get him killed. Mm-hmm. And and all of, and so I, I could be wrong when I say this, but I kind of want to think that one of the reasons why she just completely told him off also is because she's like, I know what this is about to do to you, so... Mm. In the end, like I was thinking of it I mean, as I, I, I think I could have misunderstood that because she also said, "I don't care if you get thrown in the whatever she said." I saw it as she that made her more upset because she thought she wasn't that person. For, she wasn't that dog for him because she was the one that ended up in the pound. He didn't protect her. Oh, I can see, and that that, okay, yeah. that hurt her even more, and that she thought that. He could have been the one for her, and then it's like... Okay, that makes more sense. I'm pretty sure I misunderstood that, but I was thinking, oh, maybe there was some motivation in that. I also love good old Trusty during this scene, where at one point he's like, Miss Lady, ma'am, is this fella giving you trouble? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'll... He's just a southern gentleman, you know? (laughs) Oh, I love Trusty. He's my favorite. One of the goodest boys. He's so good. So then, Lady... Tells Tramp to leave, basically. She's like, get out of my sight. And as he's leaving, he's like, down the block. And she sees the rat again. You notice they always do rain when something bad happens. You know? Well, that's a big trigger for, like, bad. That's and so, yeah. Lady, if it's raining in a Disney movie, buckle up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, lady's trying hard to get off her chain so she can get the rat away from the baby. And Trent hears her barking and comes running back. And I love that you already see that he's realizing how much he hurt her and he's ready to fix it immediately. Because the first thing he says is, what can I do? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not even a what's wrong like, what's or what are you barking about. It's, it's just, what can I do? Like, he's there to help. Right. And mm-hmm. all she has to say is, a rat got inside and he goes. 
and like, he's like he, did, he's, he just says, he's "How like, do I get How in? do I get in?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's immediately tells him, and he takes off. Yeah. Like they bonded, and she saw he goes heart. in, and he's able to find the the baby's room, and he gets into a tussle with the rat, and Lady manages to break off of her chain, and she gets inside, and ultimately, even though there's all this action, Tramp defeats the rat. The baby's crib is flipped over, though. Yeah, that made me nervous because I'm like, oh, God, the baby. But then also I'm like, does he have rabies now? Because he's, like, limping, you know? So he clearly, like, got bit by the rat. And I'm like... I didn't think he got bit. I thought something fell on him. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, when the cradle fell, it possibly... Especially because he didn't show any, like, bleeding or okay. anything, but also this gotcha. is a, you know... I mean, this is a Disney yeah. movie. Yeah. In the and then Aunt so. Sarah comes in, and of course is freaked out because the baby's crib is flipped over. Mm-hmm. And there's two dogs standing right there. And there's there. two dogs. But the dogs were very obviously barking at the window and not at the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, in defense of the dogs, their focus was on where the rat was, around the chair and the window. They weren't barking Actually, at the baby. Actually, no. Whenever Aunt Sarah came in, they were looking at the baby, like, relieved that it was okay. And that's when she freaked out. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her a little bit more defense now, here. Adam, I can I agree with you on this one because she sees yeah, two dogs standing one, over a baby's crib, which has fallen over, and there was obviously some kind this of. This is the one time it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, but specifically mm-hmm. because what she does is she she puts uh, Lady away because I think she thinks Lady was trying to protect the baby from Tramp or Tramp was trying to get Lady whatever. I think she was trying to like separate them so he can't hurt her anymore so she ends up locking tramp in the closet and she put lady mm-hmm. down in the cellar and right and i think that was just to get lady out of the way so she could get the dog catcher there and like she could the baby okay i, I get tramp out yeah she was doing what I she needed to think but that was in protection of lady well i'm not sure I, I don't i'm I would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that whenever Lady got out to come show them the rat, she said, get that beast away from her. That's a menace. Mm-hmm. Okay, I forgot about that. So, uh, I, I still think that's a, okay, this the, this dog was standing over the baby's crib. I agree. She did the right thing in that moment, happening. but I wouldn't say it was out of protection of Lady. Yeah. Either way, she ends up calling there. the pound, and she has Lady locked in the cellar. And as the pound is there, Jim Deer and Darling get there, and they're like, what's going on so they of course also, sprint before in. we go any further angela i thank you for yelling at me through the uh through the speakers i cannot hear you but i know you have some pro- i know you're going to be defending against me anyways <laughs> <laughs> when she listens back to when this. she listens Hi, to this. angela uh, but i love i love when aunt sarah calls the pound and you hear uh, you just hear her be like well, I don't care if you're the only one there. Get over here. <laughs> she went full Karen on him. That was so great. Such a Karen. So good. She's so such good. a Karen. She went out. Um, and so Jim Deere, when they let Lady out of the cellar, Aunt Sarah freaks out and is like, don't let that menace close to the baby. And Jim Deere goes, Lady wouldn't hurt anything. Like, mm-hmm. Jim is like, no, you don't realize, Aunt Sarah. Lady's a great dog. She would never hurt the baby. Yeah. She's there's like, something up there. Lady around the baby. He, she's not. He's like hurt. obviously she's something else is happening. Something. So he follows Lady, and they find the rat. And Aunt Sarah, it's immediately it's, is like, oh my gosh, I misjudged the situation. Those dogs saved the baby. Yeah, we gotta save that dog. And which props to Aunt Sarah. Immediately, Jock and Trusty they hear from outside. Say, oh, a rat, and that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all she said. 
That's all she's. She didn't. She didn't trust Realizing they misjudged him. Like we misjudged him badly. Yeah, it was those two. That that was the character growth. So they go after. I love it. The dog catcher's card. We stop that wagon. Hold him at bay. Like it's like he is used to police standoffs. This dog is weapon. And Trusty gets his sense of smell back. He does because he never lost it, Aaron. He never lost it. I was about to say I don't think he ever lost it. I think he just didn't have anything to track. That's fair. Everybody just assumed. But it's just so sad because it's just like that's the hound dogs like biggest asset you know is like their sense of, well any dog's sense of smell but like for him what he did in his life was so he important. was a tracker that's what he did yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and i love no i don't love the part when um trusty was you know sniffing him out and jacques said let's face it you don't have your smell anymore and just the look of hurt on trusty oh, when he I looked know. up at him and then he just kind of like huffed and then kept going and, it was just going like, oh, and then he gets the sound him. and you hear that big old hound dog that lift. big old hound, oh, the hound so dog fills you with hope yeah. and joy yeah um, and jacques like oh then he gets oh, hit by a wagon. Jacques is basically <laughs> drowning trying to in the puddles. I also do love that it, Jacques doesn't let, isn't like, Trusty, you, you don't have to stop, man. You're not. He howls and, and, and Jacques is like, oh, we go, oh, we're we go, going, we go, we go, we go, we go, we go, we go. I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah. Carry me as fast as you can, little legs. I'm very dangerous over short distances. But man, I think... I think the crashing. Perfect. Thank you. Like him, oh, it's heart wrenching. Him under the wheel, and then tr- Jock going, oh, like you know, really softly, and it's just like it's oh, that hurts breaking. me honestly more than the pound scene. I'll be honest, like that was yeah. agreed. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with that. And that if they had actually they killed Trusty, I would not be okay. okay. I wouldn't be okay. I'm so I teared good. up. I knew fully. No, I, I knew full well that he survives this movie. Mm-hmm going into watching this, and I still teared up, because yeah. I was like, first, I was just so happy for him being able to track again and everything, yep. and that got me, like, welling up, and then the crash, and then I'm just like, I know you're okay, but trust me! <laughs> yeah, because no. he had his comeback moment, like, Tramp gets his comeback moment, and Trusty gets his comeback moment, you know? Like, it just, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it works. It, it works. works. And then, we end up cutting to the next Christmas. Mm-hmm. And you see that Lady and Tramp are now together. Tramp Lady. is now in the family, and they had four puppies. Puppy. And he has his and license. <laughs> he has his license, yeah. and Jock and Trusty come over. You see Trusty's okay, but Where he does have so a bandaged proud. up arm. Mm-hmm. And, They're like the two old men, you know? Like, like or the, yeah. um, there's a one, the one play called um, The Odd Couple. That's what they are, you know? Like, they just... Yeah. They're like opposites, but they work well together, and they like help each oh, yeah, other along. Sure. And they're they're yeah. best friends. That's what they are. They besties are, for the yeah. bestie. I love you... one of their pups that keeps like, like Scamp. like chewing on the baby or like <laughs> yeah. tearing yeah. off the um the Scamp. string of yeah. <laughs> yep. Good old scam. Uh, Jim, dear, is just like <laughs> he's just like oh we have visitors. Come on into the to the lounge, and I'll see about refreshments. Yeah. And he's like, "Darling, where did we put those uh, the dog biscuits? The one that the ones that had Sarah's." And that's her redeeming <laughs> and I moment. Like, ah. I think Adam, that they're poisonous. Adam, 
Do not look at us. Right, I was right, guys. She did. She did realize the error of her ways from a misread situation. Anyway, I'm not saying she has never like understood the error of her ways. Yes, she did. But in the moment. With those cats. And that, she our wonderful evil. listeners and fans, is Lady in the Tramp <laughs> from 1955. Aaron is desperately trying to get me <laughs> no, up. No, we're almost to a three hour. Part. Hang on. The best part where he's just like, have I ever mentioned old reliable? And, they, <laughs> and they're like, no, and you haven't, like, Uncle no. Trusty. And he's like, well, he's like, Gosh darn it, I forgot what old reliable used to say or something. <laughs> it's like in the most he in the got most to do southern it. accent like phrasing he can use. He finally had his opportunity. He says doggone as a play on dog. Yeah, yep. Doggone, I forgot what he used to say. <laughs> and they all laugh. Yeah. He finally had his opportunity after and he forgot. I really would like to know what old reliable used to say though. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it would be nice. I bet it would be. I bet it's a good piece of wisdom. Probably. I, I bet, bet it's some good southern wisdom. Yes. Nothing like so, Aunt Sarah would have given. Cow tips over. You know it's time to head home. <laughs> Tea. <laughs> Take that, Adam. So that is. I didn't hear what you said, so I can't. Lady <laughs> the Tramp. Um. Woo. It's. This has been our most chaotic a episode. Wonderful. Yet. A wonderful movie. Uh, we'll go ahead Thanks, and talk yeah. about And Ellen. that's distracted with Amanda. But I'm bum Let's go ahead and talk about our favorites and least favorites because I'm desperately trying to keep this podcast episode under three hours, but I fast pace. Go. <laughs> okay. Um, snappy, let's go. Let's start with Adam this time. Favorite character. Go for it. Uh, Tramp. Easy. Easy. He's a fun character. He works the scenes. His deliveries are amazing. He you has love great him because character. He's a bard. I absolutely love him because he's a bard. <laughs> Why else? What else is there to love about a character? Anyways, but no, I think he's. I think he's very fun. He understands how the world works, but isn't the. But like it, it, the the end of it isn't. See, I was right all along. He learned something. He gets to. He gets to live happy, and also just his interactions with literally every character are phenomenal. Abby? Tramp. <laughs> Everything that he said, like, he is so quick-witted, he's smart, he's clever, and yet you can actually see him develop a strong, like, love for Lady, despite, you know, his need to be independent. And it's just, it is, it, he's a great character, and I loved every moment that he was in it. Yeah. Amanda? Uh, trust me, enough said. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Andrew? Mm-hmm. Trusty. Boom. Hey, he's, Aaron, he's break the side. Sweetheart, and I think there's something because growing up in the South, you know, there, there's something just familiar and comfortable about him to mm-hmm. me. Because you know, you, we've known people like that all our lives. You mm-hmm. know, so it's, it's, there's just something great and sweet and just genuine about him that he he truly is just. He's a, a grandpa. Soul. That's what he is. He's he a is. grandpa. And I and I grew <laughs> up in the Midwest. It's like I've known a lot of people like that, and it's just like. Those are the people that give you the shirt off their backs, even if they have nothing to give. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just, yeah. Yeah, he is all reliable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so, trusty. two tramps, two trustees, it's my job to break the tie, except a lady. lady. No, just kidding. My favorite <laughs> character is Lady, actually. <laughs> Do Very I know similar... you guys or what? <laughs> right. Very similar to Cinderella, because I was expecting Lady to be 
no personality at all. I was expecting it to right. be boring. Seeing just how much of an individual she is was really surprising, and I loved seeing her growth go from this very sheltered, snobby dog to seeing, man, the world can be such a horrible place to finding that there's got to be there's a balance. There's a balance, and being able to appreciate what she's got that much more. And it was, it was really nice to see that much character growth in a movie in 1950. Um, favorite song? We'll just keep doing the same order. Adam. Uh, Bel- Bella Note. I, I think there are a couple good ones. I think uh, overall the average is a little lower than most Disney movies. But the it's classic. The It's very... Uh, it, it it sounds good. The visuals are great. It gives us one of the most iconic Disney moments. Just great. Yeah, Abby. He's a trip. It was jazzy. It was fun, and I like just all the background noise, like the boom, 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 rough and stuff that He's they did. It was very enjoyable. But and she has a great him. voice. Mm. Good old Peggy Lee. Amanda. Uh, yeah, he's a tramp. Uh, just because everything she said but also it's perfectly in my range so I feel like I like kill it (laughs) you find those songs it's amazing yes it is and yeah she I love jazz music in general um I listen to a lot of jazz and um yeah she she's a very famous jazz singer and she yeah she rocks it so definitely you like jazz there's just something about Disney karaoke that just hits different Andrew oh he's a tramp it's a great song. It's, it's just a bop. You it's suck a great at him. song. It's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess Belenote is a very good song too. It's beautiful. I guess I, I suck like too. I already said it though. My favorite song's La La Lou. I just love a good lullaby. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Chorus. That's the worst. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. What I about love the Christmas song you know at the what? beginning. I Own love. It. I love a good lullaby. I will absolutely be singing La La Lou to my future babies because I love a good lullaby. So. You gotta own it like um, three caballeros. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> okay, favorite moment. You're taking the heat off me a little bit. I appreciate that. You gotta love it like your defense and Aunt Sarah. Adam, favorite <laughs> moment. <laughs> okay, my favorite moment is any moment with Aunt Sarah. Really I hate you. <laughs> The beaver scene. The beaver scene is so much fun. I love it. It every it shows everybody like the the two mains. It shows some of their best characteristics. How they it really shows their chemistry the most in there, and it's just a fun scene overall. Mm-hmm. Abby, um, the Bellinante. Just it's it's such an iconic and classic scene. When I think Lady and the Tramp, I think of that scene, and Pesky. I love it. Pesky. Amanda. I put just zoo scene. It's literally from the start of when Lady and the Tramp get to the zoo all the way to the end. The whole bit, With like every officer, inside joke, like all the, way the, the policeman and the scholar, the beaver, the whole thing. I love it. That whole That's segment. a great segment. That's a yeah. great segment. Andrew? Mm-hmm. Um, every scene with Jock and Trusty. <laughs> we're getting just real good... loose with the definition of favorite part <laughs> they're just they're just such a good combo and they work well together play well off each other especially when ladies there too yeah. um, but if I have to pick one scene it's gonna be the beaver scene like the whole I, I agree with Amanda the whole zoo thing it's just yeah it, it's just a fun time from beginning to end that whole little segment mm-hmm. there yeah 
my favorite scene is also the Bella Note scene, just because everything that y'all have said so thus good. far, this it's such a classic. It's so good. Yeah. It it is Lady and Tramp incarnate in a nutshell, but a very very close I second how is, movie is the from when Lady is telling Tramp off mm-hmm. until they defeat the rat until Aunt mm-hmm. Sarah comes in, like also just. Good. The whole, the action with trying to make sure the rat doesn't get the baby, like, I appreciate that there's still suspense and action in this movie about a day in the life of a dog, you know? Yeah. So, I I wanted to shout that scene out. And then we can do least favorite scene, Adam. Uh, pound. Most of the pound. Specifically the dogs howling at the beginning and the... The, 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 the long the, walk. The, the long walk. I almost called it the walk of shame. Um... <laughs> But just I, I don't think like the I understand what they're going for with both. I I think they could have been done better or just removed. It, not for me. Gotcha. Heavy. Um, the Siamese song, like the Siamese cat part. Not just because of like the whole racism road, but just because they just made me mad when they were tearing everything up, and then Lady got the blame for it. Amanda? Um, I definitely agree it's the Siamese scene, but I found it really creepy as a child. It actually scared me because, like, when the basket lifts up and all you see is their little eyes and then, like, the tails come out and it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, that really creeped me out as a kid and, like, it's still kind of creepy to me today and I just find the song (laughs) really annoying. Like, I don't like the high-pitched dinging and stuff that's in it and, again, I understand they're leaning towards a particular situation, but it, I'm just not a fan of the scene. Like, I just, yeah. it's creepy. I don't like the, how the how it sounds. And yeah, they wrecked everything and gave cats a bad name. Like, what the heck? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Andrew? Um, the Siamese cats scene and also the the crash when you see Rusty under the wheel oh, of the, the wagon. Because it's just Aaron. so heart wrenching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, those are all good answers, but the correct answer is the Siamese cat song. Um, not even necessarily because of the inappropriate uh, uh, depictions. Depictions sometimes. It's it's the worst part because of the way that they represent cat kingdom. Um, cat kingdom. It is not okay that cats are represented like that. Hey, Adam. I mean. Lawyered. <laughs> I didn't even say it was a good scene! <laughs> but you didn't correctly guess the pr- appropriate answer. So. Yeah, Since when have opinions become facts? <laughs> it's just um, fact, I Adam. Adam is going to quit. Adam, <laughs> there's no way you can win on this. If point. I remember correctly, on Peter Pan... When we were doing our favorite scenes, Adam went first, and he said, my opinion is law. Yeah. And also, when you're outnumbered, you can make the rules. You're right, Aaron. My opinion is law, so everybody else is wrong, and I am not. Okay, Aunt Sarah. Thank you for bringing that up, Aaron. I appreciate that. So, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and give our final thoughts of Lady and the Tramp, and then we will give it a good old ranking. Ranking. I don't know why I had trouble saying that. On a scale of 1 to 10, I don't even really need to say that. I know Amanda knows how we do it, so. Uh, I got this. Let's go, let's go ahead, Adam, finish, start us off. The final thoughts. So, this movie was way better than I was expecting. It's got great characters. The music's a little eh. Um, it's got 
like a couple like some of the most iconic Disney shots in it. Uh, it's fun. It's got a really good pace. Overall, this movie's really good. However, no one really listened to me when I was talking about. Oh my, my god! <laughs> <laughs> so it did drag the movie down a little bit. Never, I've been very mean to me. So I feel like a four out of ten, maybe really good. So uh, no. there's going to be a permanent replacement in the Quartet of Chaos now. Adam is out. Amanda is in. Um, You're not gonna have to work. I have my trademark. I knew. I knew. If I tried hard enough, I could get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, I hope you know just how critical your role is as our wet blanket. It is your trademark, and it would not be the same without it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, real talk though. Very good movie, 8 out of 10. Nice, nice. Abby, why don't you go ahead? I also want to give it an 8 out of 10. I really liked it. I've always liked it, but now I understand just how much better it is, like how much more in-depth it is than just yeah. dogs. Yay! Spaghetti! Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Andrew? Oh, yeah. No, this is a much better movie than I remembered it being. Um, I had such a good time watching it, even though I was so tired and trying not to fall asleep in the car. Um, like, it, it's it's a very good movie. It's a very good time. Again, like, it, it is... It has been eternalized with that spaghetti scene it like mm-hmm. that is just iconic and will live on forever and it you know everyone will always know that scene with the spaghetti um somebody had a motorcycle go past oh <laughs> yeah that was our house. my mm-hmm. house yeah. okay um but and yeah it's 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 just it's really really good you know i, I there's I, I can't say anything else that we haven't already said, but I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten, man. Like this is hey, that's what I'm giving it. Oh, is an so, eight and a half. So y'all think you're better than us? Woo! Precisely. Yeah, a little bit. That's yeah, how it is. So I just want to, as I typically say, I want to retweet everything y'all have said. I think Lady and the Tramp is an incredible movie. I was fully prepared for this to be a mediocre Disney movie that we watched once and I never went back to. But I am prepared I to a solid six out of ten. I am prepared to yeah. watch this on a regular basis. I loved watching this movie and was surprised at how much I love this movie. So I'm giving it an eight and a half. Um, I always forget how good Disney movies in this era. Oh, I know. Right here, I forget how no. good they are. And I'm so excited for the next one. <laughs> I know. And let's go ahead and hear from our special guest, Amanda. Um, yeah, I'm going to rank it an 8 out of 10. I was almost thinking a 9, but it's, I, I, you know, there's a few things, a few things that, you know, make it not a perfect movie, but for this time, it was a perfect movie for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. we've, mm-hmm. I feel like we've come a long way since a few of the other ones, like, again, ones that don't have a plot from the... Um, Oh, crap. What is The Three Caballeros? What kind of movie is it? It's a package, package film. film. Yeah. We've come a long way from the package films. Like, I mean, we, we've mentioned it like a thousand times. Um, but <laughs> it's true. It's because you love it. So, like, <laughs> I mean, I just, I feel like this movie, it, it makes me happy to watch. And I'm one of those people who gets really happy when the animation looks really good. Like, I'm really particular about my animation styles, and this one is just, like, a really beautiful movie. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a solid eight. That's awesome. So we have 
three eighths and two eight and a halves. Um, so that actually gives us of our normal four siblings. This is our highest ranked movie so far. So Lady and the Tramp is currently in our number one spot for the podcast with a total of 33 out of 40 points. Nice. And then, of course, it gets a bonus eight points from Amanda. It probably won't be there for long. Oh, I'm I'm sure sure. not. But at the moment, it holds the gold star. Um, (laughs) So if you've been following along with us. Way better than I remembered it being. Mm -hmm. If you've been watching the movies with us and following along like I know Amanda has. Um, next is number 16, and that is Sleeping Beauty. And I'm very excited. I am so excited um, for this one. A little sneak peek. We're going to swap back again and uh, have another switch up, and Abby's going to be hosting the next episode. Yours truly. So, hope y'all... Because this movie was my childhood. She, she loves Entirely. So, hope y'all tune in for that one. Hear a little bit of a... Hashtag girl boss takeover. Um, so we would appreciate nothing more than you going to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leaving us a written review and a rating because that's how people find us. That is how analytics work. I would love to hear y'all talk about us. Amanda, I hope you know this is not an excuse for you to stop emailing us. Oh no, believe you me. Like, <laughs> I will have follow-up comments for Adam. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm fully expecting it. He's going to block me on all Karen. social media platforms. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will fully... You start, like, trending hashtag cancel Adam. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will continue to email... I try to make a living in the world. situation so no i'm definitely um gonna keep listening watching along emailing and hopefully you guys enjoyed me enough to bring me back on later oh absolutely absolutely this has been a amanda having you on (laughs) don't listen to adam he's he's wrong about aunt sarah so we know yeah (laughs) the viewers Uh, know thank you future viewers (laughs) (laughs) Alright, shoot us uh, an email Saying whether or not Aunt Sarah was Yes, let us know (laughs) If you agree with with Adam about Aunt Sarah (laughs) Or we could drop it I don't want to be blasted this hard Um, (laughs) I was just trying to state Since everyone was so adamant about it But for real (laughs) I chose it I'm going to be defending it it And then be like But I didn't want to defend it Yeah but for real, <laughs> please leave us a review. We would love to hear from y'all. We would love to hear y'all talk about us, about the feedback you have, about um, if you think there's something we could be doing better, if we're missing something, whatever. We would love to hear from y'all. Um, if you would like to send us an email, we have an email address. That is distractedqoc at gmail.com. QOC as in Quartet of Chaos. Uh, no capital letters, no spaces, none of that fancy jazz. We are simple here. Um but please send us any emails that you have if you have a question for us, if you would like to share your opinion on a movie, if you want to tell us why The Rescuers is your favorite movie and that it's underrated. I don't really care. I just want to hear from you. We would love to be able to read those on the podcast. Uh, again, unless you don't want us to. Help spread the word. The best way you can help us out, tell people about this podcast. Tell your mom, tell your grandfather, tell your hamster. Tell somebody about us because we want the world to know about Disney. So, 
those are our plugs. Um, any of you guys have anything else you want to say? Cool. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. It has been such a pleasure to have you on. This has been great. It's I'm been so happy fun. you got to Thanks. join us. We will absolutely Me be having too. you on again. I will expect invitations to Christmas. <laughs> uh, I am part of the family now. I'm a Wilson now, Yo. so um, I expect an invitation to absolutely. Christmas. Absolutely. Lots of presents. I've already hyphenated my name. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, when we said honorary Wilson, well, she I took it I seriously. Well, I, okay. I fit in because my name starts with A. <laughs> so true. thanks again, everybody, for listening. Um, hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as we are because I know we're having a blast going through these movies. Mm-hmm. Or at least I am. I mean, Adam seems miserable, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Every day I walk closer to the abyss. <laughs> Adam, please know. And Amanda gets a little closer to replacing you. (laughs) (laughs) Please know we love you. She's just pushing me. (laughs) So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Catch us next time as we talk about Sleeping Beauty. We're very excited about that one. Um, Yeah. Keep in touch with us. Send us an email. Give us a review. Try not to get too distracted. We probably will. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Justice for Aunt Sarah! No! I hate you, Adam. (laughs) The Distracted Podcast is inspired by Disorder, every Disney film, which is a part of the Real Fans for Real Movies network. However, we are not affiliated with this network. We simply liked the idea. Distracted Quartet of Chaos is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and our opinion should not be associated as such. Uh, I was going to put dry shampoo in my hair because it's a mess, but I accidentally did spray on deodorant and um, <laughs> <laughs> and it made it like 10 times greasier. So I was like, yeah, oh I'm bringing this mess. <laughs> and then I ran out of dry shampoo to counteract it. So I was like, mm, well, it's greasy now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>